And now, people, when I woke up this morning, I heard a disturbing sound. I said when I woke up this morning, I heard a disturbing sound. What I heard was the jingle jangle of a thousand lost souls. I'm talking about the soul of mortal men and women. The part of this life. Wait a minute. Don't be lost when the time comes. For the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night.
get down to it, Bopper. Uh, buddies, it's the Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Lots to talk about this morning. Big football morning. And, of course, the Conan J stuff never seems to go away. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, Eastside Dave McDonald. Um, already right off the uh, bat, Chris, I got a lot of emails yesterday thanking me, which of course is all you, for the Earl meltdowns. Now, I didn't hear him, but uh, people were incredibly excited to hear Earl's meltdowns yesterday. Yeah, Mooch, how we put that together, it was, uh, it was a cornucopia of psychoness. Because you guys can't leave her all alone. Never. Even though it's now a full year since he has worked here. And that's the thing that we'll always miss is the guy that you pick on who really blows it out of proportion and goes running down the hall and everyone has to chase him. Earl was the master at that. The absolute uh, master at it. Um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'd like to hear your... Ichiban. Ichiban's today. Ichiban, of course, means... Number one. Number one. That's the big story, the story everybody's talking about today. And uh, Rhino in Minnesota, first of all, congratulations, Rhino, and what's your Ichiban? Brett Favre and the Vikings do it again. They crush the Cowboys. Favre with four TDs. It was an absolutely... Um, it was relentless, the way they were beating up on the Cowboys. And a lot of uh, heat now on Brett Favre today because, of course, the Cowboys defense, furious. He uh, was still throwing for touchdown passes on a fourth and short late in the game. Davey Mack, you're a sportsman. Yes. Not a, just a guy who enjoys uh, sports and likes to paint, but the ethics of sports are yes. important to you. Brett Favre crossed the line on this Absolutely one. Absolutely not. Mm. Two reasons. First of all, it's the playoffs. Score as many points as you want. People have been doing it for years. Right. We see Chicago Bears kill people, not just in the Super Bowl, but in the NFC Championship. Secondly, it's not like it was 50-3. to It was 27-3 to when he went for a touchdown, making it 34. It was during the 20s. But there was only a minute left in the game. I don't care. There was only a minute left in the game. Fez Watley, I see you, you, you look furious over there. Mm -hmm. What's your call on this one? Yeah, I'm saying that it was a classless act. You didn't need to do it. It's like, you got, you know what, you can celebrate off the field. You had the game locked up. There was no need to do it. Run out that last minute. Be a little classy. All right, but if you're going to play that game, then it doesn't matter. Why isn't the team that's getting crushed taking the knee? Why aren't they running out the clock? Why do I got to put up with a team that can't win is still trying to improve their numbers to try to look like the game was closer than it fucking was? Now, the, the um, I'm going to lean with you on the thing that Favre didn't need to do it, but also to everybody in the Cowboy defense, it's your fucking job to stop the other fucking team. When you don't, put it in your belly and let that burn. But don't run across the field screaming, you're fucking classless. Because 
you had a fucking job to do. Stop Favre all day long. So if you need to take that score and put it up in your locker, whatever fucking stupid thing you need to do to motivate yourself, okay. But it ain't your fucking place to say this guy should have taken the fucking it's knee. Terrible timing when they just uh, annihilated the Eagles and were fucking, you know, they, for two They were dancing in the streets. Absolutely, were they dancing in the streets. <laughs> two weeks in a row, I thought they were Jagger and Bowie. And, and let me just play this other side of it, Fez. And even though I think on the ethical side, I get where you're coming from. Uh-huh. But the Vikings are going to need to probably score in the high 30s next week to win that game against New Orleans. They want to get their motivating guys to say, look, you guys score in the fucking 30s. Do what you did this week. Give me one extra touchdown and we're on our way to the Super Bowl. Right. It's really about the winning team and what they fucking need, not the losing team and not what they need. I don't care when what is it enough is. for Brett Favre? He's got a Super Bowl. He's back in the, national, uh, back in the uh, NFC Championship It's not about game. Brett Favre. It's about his whole team. Peterson was in too. And Fez, I don't like Favre just as much as you. Oh, but I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that too. I'm like, why is they? Why are they yeah. running this game out with AP? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, don't let this motherfucker get hurt. No, I definitely think it was trained for the Saints. And I, I'm, I'm with Fez that I, I think Brett Favre is a bit of a jerk, but not for those reasons. You, you, you can't. Put, put points on the board, blow people out with 30 points. I'm sorry. If it was 70-3, to three, maybe. I, I honestly think if they look at that fucking game uh, next fucking week, uh, they've got to score a lot more points. Yes. That fucking New Orleans team is fucking scary. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here is Sean in Georgia. Sean, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, Ronnie. Hey, my Chiban for today is the best football team in New York, the Jets, advance to the uh, knock out the Chargers and advance to the AFC Finals. Uh, huge shocker there. And San Diego's been a fucking really explosive offense uh, all year. The Jets shut them down. The New York Jets, they're not America's team, but they're definitely New York's team on their way to the championship game. Davey Mack. You shit the bed again with the points. You lose being my fucking picker. It's done <laughs> after this. What, what was your overall thing? Yeah, Fez went over for four the week before. Two. I was two, 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 two and two. I had a great Saturday and a horrible Sunday, and I was cursing myself. I was cursing myself that I would choose a dome team at home. I'd pick against them. Yeah, if you would have went three and one and just fucking and the Vikings. lost the Jets bet, which everybody, yeah, yeah, you lose it. Chris Stanley, you're making the picks for next <laughs> week. Got it. So I've gone... Oh and four with my guys, a two and two, and now I need Chris Stanley at least give me a two and oh. What the fuck? It's such a good Saturday and such a terrible Sunday. I was like, high well, you, low. You, no, there's nobody out there with, that would have fucking picked the Jets. You would have had to live in fucking Long Island to fucking say the Jets are going to win this thing. Yeah, I really, I thought Philip Rivers was better than that, but he pulled a uh, Carson Palmer in that game. Just was not a big time QB. Um, here is, uh, here's John, Long Island, you're on Run Fest. Hey, what's going on there, guys? Uh, I think Favre threw it in their face because the Cowboys defense was talking all week about how Favre is old and should retire, and that, uh, he just wasn't the same Favre anymore. So I think he threw that to say, uh, here I am. 
You know what? To the winner goes the spoils. I don't think you can sit around and fucking battle that one. I, I didn't you don't like Brett Favre. you got to stop him on the field. Not cry after the game. They ran it up on us. <laughs> yeah, that's babyish. I will give it to fucking baseball. They never sit around and cry at the end of the game. They didn't need to hit another home run. <laughs> no, fucking, it's so weird about football how pussy these guys can get. How absolute pussy that the fucking complaint there is he kept. He kept playing hard. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. And also, we've seen crazier shit happen. I mean, I know they weren't going to come back, but it was only 24 points. Todd in Columbia, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B, tell those fucking Cowboys to quit calling timeouts when you're getting your ass kicked by 24 points. They're calling, they use all their timeouts on that last drive. They deserve that last touchdown right up their ass. Uh, see, I kind of agree there. If you're deciding the game is over... Decided from an offensive point of view. And wouldn't everybody have been furious as if the Cowboys just started keeping the ball on the ground and saying, look, we don't have any chance. Let's just run the fucking clock out. Right. See, it's what's the classy thing to do? On that side of it, it's classy to keep trying, to keep trying to work and, the clock and, and who, get, try who, to get some points. Who decides classy, though? Who is the who is deciding here's the classy thing to do? It's kind of fucking ridiculous when you think about and it. And I also think that the opponent does play into it sometimes. Yeah. And I believe that the Cowboys, who are a flashy team, I think that, you know, had it been like an old school team like the Giants. See, I'm going to disagree with you. I think it has more to do with next week. And if I was the offensive coordinator, I'd be thinking to myself, I need a lot of points next week. And I, and I want these offensive linemen. I want these receivers. I want this quarterback. I want everybody to know we can score a lot of points. Right. You feel good about yourself. Because when they go to fucking New Orleans, that fucking game could be a blowout if they don't fucking go toe-to-toe. Yeah. -to -toe. yeah, they're going to need to score a lot of points. I mean, the Cardinals jumped out, and it was a fucking body blow. Did you enjoy football anymore this week, Fez? You know, up until the Jets game, again, nothing to watch till the very last game on a Sunday night. To find nothing to watch to me, though. I Seeing great teams doing great things. I quit watching the Saints-Cardinals after it was such a beating. So you can only enjoy a game if it's close. You you are really the 8-8 eight eight parody guy. You don't want to see any great teams. I mean, I, I like seeing great teams, but I like seeing great matchups in the playoffs. The matchups come down to this. The top four seeds were supposed to be there, mm -hmm. and one of them got fucking knocked off. I mean, it, the, the, the fact is, the greater matchups uh, should have been, of course, this week and then the Super Bowl. That's what the fuck you're playing for. Mm -hmm. Not every minute of the season. You want to fucking feel like, are we getting there? I, I'm not crazy about the anybody can win any given Sunday thing. <laughs> I want to see some fucking teams that have worked hard all year, uh, and it's going to be on the Colts, and it's going to be on New Orleans, and it's going to be on the Vikings. Yeah. And if the Cal and if the Jets can do that again, you got a great fucking story. Because they should not be there. They shouldn't fucking be there. They should have had their asses handed to them is last it, week. That's it, why that's a great story. Yeah, it's a, and, and it's also a good story because that the Jets beat the Colts for the for their first Super Bowl. That was the gigantic upset. So they're gonna need another one of those upsets again. Well they're gonna need upsets forever. You know, they they don't belong there, and yet there they are. The defense is playing great. 
The running game is strong. Sanchez didn't fucking hurt him. It's all pretty fucking exciting stuff. Um, Jim and Binghamton, you're on Run of Fez. I'm so tired of hearing about this Cowboys whining. and holy cow. They were blitzing on that play far through the touchdown pass. So if they still had the uh, the energy to go blitz, they could have defended the pass a little better then. Yeah, what are you doing blitzing if the game is over? Why don't you just want to run this out? Why do you want the ball back so fucking bad? You know, you notice that the Cardinals didn't whine. Fucking Kurt Warner went out there trying his best, but, you know, he couldn't match up with the Saints. Yeah, when you go back to the, and I'm going to just quote Fez here, classy, the classy thing to do is if you got a fucking beef with that guy, it goes in your back pocket for next year, and then you get around going, remember what these fuckers did to us. You don't start whining after the fucking game. They ran it up on us. (laughs) That's fucking pussy. Um... Well, let's let him uh, enjoy his time in the sun because he sure deserves it. It's the Brooklyn Blowhard picking yet another big winner. Konnichiwa, Ichiban, whatever, my friends. How are you doing? Ichiban. The New York Jets, New York's team, mm-hmm. shocked the world. How do you like them apples, Davey Mack? Apples, shocked apples. Shocked the world in the division playoff. Shocked How do you the like world. them yeah. apples? Yeah, they, they shocked, shocked the world. The world. Shocked the world? The yes. No, Muhammad Ali knocking out saying, listen, shocked the world. you got to win me a fucking championship. This What's B.Y. Manning about, doing right now? They are two games away. Right, this He's, is what I'm talking about, though. He, the Jets fans, big King Kong, we shocked the world. You haven't won the Super Bowl. Dude. We are witnessing history in the making. Dave, we, you've got to give to this. This is a team that shouldn't have made the playoffs. And they're playing for the AFC Championship. That's fucking Nobody shocking. Nobody gave them a chance to win this game. Including no. their own coach. Their exactly. own coach didn't think they were in the playoffs. <laughs> this is a fucking huge story. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> no, it isn't. Your point is, Rex you've got your blue paint on and you're furious. This team is not legit. This team is a, is a lucky streak. Good for you. Let me a clap. A lucky streak. A lucky streak. You're, lucky you're facing streak. Mr. Manning. Not only are they legit, but... You gotta love it, blow hard. You know, Ronnie B. Let me tell you, when they signed Rex Ryan, you and I talked about how we thought the guy was a nutball like his father. We all remember Buddy yeah. Ryan being a kook. But the more the season went on, the players were buying into this guy. When he cried, and, oh, it's been such a bizarre season with this guy, and we're wondering if he's just as nutty as his father. But the bottom line is, they're buying into it. These guys are ready to run through walls for this guy. And that offense that they played was so basic, but it was so effective. And that defense, Rivers didn't have a clue. Of course, North Turner, same old North Turner. I agree with you. He's not a a real coach. To go on the road with a rookie quarterback, a rookie coach, and a team of overachievers, it's an amazing accomplishment. Dave, comes take to an back end. all of the criticism you said about the Jets. Comes, comes to an end. Comes to an end this Sunday. You just keep saying that over and over, Dave. No, but this is because they have not played a true quarterback yet. When you oh, play oh, Rivers, come on, Rivers is unfucking believable. No, he's not, Ronnie B. And the different. Uh, can I tell you something? Uh, he's good, but he's not like a, he's not clutch. Rivers was the reason that 
uh, Ron Barrington won the big fantasy league this year. I <laughs> fucking I put myself on his back and carried it all the way to the championship. That's because he's a fantasy quarterback, but he's not a real NFL quarterback, Blowhard. Oh, I mean, who's a real NFL quarterback? A real NFL quarterback is Peyton fucking Manning, who, oh, who so is going to dissect really you like a bunch of frogs in seventh grade. All we heard mm-hmm. about was, oh, Dissecting. we're not going to be able to cover rivers and, and oh... And we got Sproles, and we got, uh, I mean, uh, Jackson, and we got all these guys, and the Jets are going to just get blown out. What score did you give? What score did you predict? I predicted the Chargers were going to win 35-12. to 12. I was Sounds like you off. believed in the quarterback. Sounds like you thought he was a decent quarterback <laughs> for LT, 35 points. I thought the fake LT was going to show up once in his life. The I guess I was LT. wrong. Yes, you were no, wrong. You don't have to guess. <laughs> you were definitely wrong. And that's why you've lost the position of picking. I had a great Saturday, though. And I'm going to tell you something right now. This is going to affect your shorty awards. Oh. Why I don't know how I can get shorties. I, I can't get behind you as a shorty award winner when uh, when these are the picks I'm getting. Blowhard, congratulations. Thank you, my friend. And, and history um, will continue, and let's have a good week. And no you way. will get another prediction later in the week. Well, from here, the battle of the decade. I know that you're late. And here's my prediction. Around Thursday, the nausea sets in because that's the horrible thing about having this team that you want to win. You can't enjoy this time of year; it just makes you sick to your yeah. stomach. Not that right, but I feel bad for them. Sunday, and and let me tell you something, Dave. Stay away from picking football. Maybe you should try some fantasy bass fishing. I don't think so. Maybe don't think so. And by Jets. the way, you turn in your Yankee card because if you're such a fan of the Jets, there's no way you're a Yankees fan. Oh, you what can't that do that. Yeah, that's, Jets, that's fucking stupid. You can't be so hard into the Jets. You're a Nets fan. You don't fucking back the Knicks. Hey, you turn in your Yankee something. card. I'm Yankees and Giants, Jets, Mets. It's bullshit. I'm a Yankee Knicks fan are thrown in there. Mickey Mantle. I don't jump on bandwagon. <laughs> that's true. Jets, Yankees, Giants. That's true. Yeah, I, I was sucked I in by the bandwagon when the Yankees had Claudel Washington in center field. That's really me jumping the bandwagon. Oh yeah, I jumped on the Yankees in 1965. Shut up, This would have been over. Sorry. Really, don't start because, you know, it's like fighting a battle with a man with no weaponry. No, You're an unarmed man. You're, you're witless. You're clueless. True. And keep on picking against the Jets. And even if the Jets don't win, they've accomplished a lot more than your New York Giants who Goodbye. are fishing right now, looking to build a defense that shattered and disgraced their whole franchise. All right, thank you very much. See, this is what the winners get to the do. Only the winners reason- get to gloat. The only reason why he likes Rex Ryan is because he's a stunt double for the guy. Matt in Buffalo, you're in Fez. Hey, boys. Hey, Davey, you know what? As much as it pains me to say it, I've, I've been in agreement with you on this all the way up until this week and when they won. And I just think that you need to take a, a back seat on this one because let it's it true. ride. There's yeah. no explanation for this one. It's the, it, the, team it should, the team should not be there, and they are. Here's John with Sports Grumblings. How are you, John? Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Good. I'm just uh, interested. Davey, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan myself, but don't you recognize that the Jets are built very much like the Giants were in the in the early 90s, late it's 80s? True. Strong defense, okay, strong running So they're game. a copycat team. Thank it's you, great. John. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to appreciate what they're doing. You've got to appreciate. You don't have to love it, but you have to say this thing is working. Um, I don't have to appreciate a team whose quarterback sits on the sidelines t- taking snapshots for GQ, and the fans who buy into this guy is unbelievable. It's true. And but with, you with gotta, the beard. I mean, you, you got to admit, though. They're you playing like in the championship defense. game. You've got to like give it defense. to them. And they shouldn't be there. They shouldn't have even no, made the playoffs. No, you're right about that, Ron. And then there they that's are. What, yeah. That's why they're they shouldn't the big be story. There. And that's why for Fez to sit around and say there's no excitement is crazy talk. You've got yeah. three great teams playing. No, it was a great weekend. Three teams that have had a fantastic fucking year, 
And if you look at those three teams, you can say to yourself, I can picture any one of them winning and any one of them having the big story. Right. You got New Orleans that's rebuilt that team. And an entire city is going crazy. You got Brett Favre, the comeback <laughs> kid, and that's a great story. You got Peyton Manning, and if you can't enjoy that, you don't you don't like football. You know what I mean? You've yeah. got this fucking super quarterback playing at his best. One of the top three of all time. All time. And you get to watch him in real time right now. Right. And it's almost like if you got to watch Johnny Unitas in real time. Yeah, definitely. Or the thrill that was to watch, uh, you know, let's say a Joe Montana in real time. You've got those three stories. And then, then you have the Cinderella team that shouldn't be there. The crazy coach, the struggling quarterback, uh, this fucking no-name defense. It's a great fucking story. Yeah, no, it is. It's wonderful. And uh, So for you, you're just fucking caught up with uh, neighborhood bullshit, <laughs> which you should not be on a, a national radio show. If you have that. You've got to leave that at the door. <laughs> we have that up there. Leave your own prejudice at the door. Or you have or you're a joyless Fez Watley who can't, you know, like anything right. unless it's a fucking NFL films fucking highlight reel. I do love the Saints story so much. I do not much. have the fever yet. The, the Saints is who you want, right? The Saints is who I want. I, I fucking love that Drew Brees. I didn't even realize until they were saying it on the game that he learned a lot of tricks from Doug Flutie. And I put it two, two together that they were both on the char Chargers at the same yeah. time and that they're both undersized QBs. I just love that guy and his fucking mole. I love and him. And what he's done for the city and the way he's out there and every Reggie day. Bush is, just great. Reggie Bush breakthrough game, finally. And also Reggie has now announced that if they win the Super Bowl, he will marry Kim Kardashian, <laughs> which, you know, I'm sure every reality girl out there is just hoping and praying <laughs> that her big ass finally gets uh, uh, locked in. Yeah. So I mean, it, these are great stories. Yeah, it is. And you don't want to be prejudiced like you are, and you don't want to go through life joyless. Like okay. our own Fez Watley. All right. Uh, coming up, also, we're going to be talking about, uh, well, of course, the Golden Globe uh, Awards went down over the weekend with Ricky Gervais. Uh, and I've been noticing people going back and forth on this, whether they loved Gervais that night or whether they hated him. Because, believe it or not, a lot of people were furious with uh, Ricky Gervais because of the constant shilling. He was just, you know, shilling his own gimmick. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Lou in San Diego. Uh, I guess that's a tough one for you, huh, Lou? No, man. Every year we see the uh, the Chargers get down to the Colts. I mean, it's not fun that we're not in it, but I think it's, I think it's interesting. You get, the, you get the Jets in there. Like you said, they don't belong in there. It's different. We get next year. We got a great team, but we screwed up. How, the, how do you explain Rivers running the ball at the end of the game? He ran the ball. Who does that? It was a very, uh, you know, the defense had fucked him up. And, you know, why, why Dave is putting down Rivers, this guy won 11 fucking games in a row leading up to this point. I mean, the Chargers were having a great fucking season. This was a great team. And there's no way the Jets should have came to town and confused him and, and beat him hmm. at his own fucking house. That was phenomenal to sit there and watch it. And the entire time you're thinking to yourself, well, when is this going to turn bad for the Jets? You could not be a sensible thinking uh, person and thought to yourself, when, it, when is the Jets going to... 
and you're already thinking of this week. Right. And if they fucking somehow, through some miracle, win in Indianapolis, it'll be fucking madness. <laughs> it'll be madness. Do you think the uh, the um, Chargers show went for the onside kick at the end? It was no, like two, absolutely not. Uh, no, absolutely not. I thought they made tons of mistakes in that yeah. game, and I was fucking screaming as soon as they were lining up. I didn't get like, it. What either. are you fucking doing? the The Jets are going to put the ball on the ground three times. You're going to get the ball back with this fucking rocket quarterback with like a minute, minute thirty left. You're in a good fucking position, yeah. and all you need is a field goal. I thought that it was, was weird. fucking ridiculous, and that's what kind of uh, it kind of made it. Um, Kind of made it uh, fun. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Kind of uh, strange news for you, Fez Watley, because I think we did the Critics Awards on Friday, I believe. Friday night. I'm not even fucking positive about that. Maybe that was Thursday when the uh, Sandra Bullock tied. And then Sandra Bullock wins the Golden Globe. So uh, we're down to a two-man race for Best Actress. Either the greatest actress of all time or your nemesis, Sandra Bullock. Right, yes. We now have a tie between the fantastic Meryl Streep, mm -hmm. Nothing She Can't Do, and but, the but woman from I, Speed 2. But, but can I say this? The, the problem with the Meryl Streep thing is she really only was in half the movie. That was like a fucking great half the movie, and then the other half was just fucking hideous. So that could turn on Meryl Streep. And also, it seems like Hollywood loves to give out those fucking awards to, like, the nice girl. You know, it's almost like that mm -hmm. Julia Roberts mm -hmm. award where, all right, you made some people a lot of money over the years, and now you did something a little bit serious, so let's give it to you. Right. I cannot believe. I have not seen Blindside. I cannot believe she is this fantastic then you that need... she could top uh, uh, Meryl Streep at the Oscars, and I know it's going to happen. Have, have you seen the Meryl Streep movie? I saw Julie Julia. Yes, I did. And oh. I thought Meryl Streep was absolutely wonderful. I thought she was fantastic. Well, then wh why not see the other one, and then you can decide. Because I, f I feel like I've seen it just from watching the nonstop commercials all through the NFL regular season. Yes. It's the biggest sports movie of all time. It's not a sports movie. It's an adoption movie. It's a <laughs> foster home movie. Have you seen the film, though? No, I haven't. I won't go see it. I'm not going to put more money in Sandra Bullock's pocket. It goes directly to her? It's, it it's seems like it. It's, it's like if I go well, see it, it's, they're going to give her another award. Now, let me just say this. I see that you hate her. Mm -hmm. And there are certain uh, women out there that you seem to have hate for. Right, yeah. Why do you hate Sandra Bullock? Because, Did you hate her before this movie? I, you know what? I could have done with her or without her before this movie. Uh, she didn't affect my was, life in the least. Was it her success that bothered you so much? Did you feel that you should have gotten that role? I shouldn't have gotten that role, but her success bothers me. <laughs> because, Ron, it's undeserved. This film, you can tell from the commercial that it stinks so bad. Why won't everyone wake up and see it? Why am I the only You're, one not you, in the dream world? Because unlike you, they have seen it they saw the movie and we've heard from a lot of people i haven't seen it it looks like an after school special at best the kid who can the big stupid kid who can't read oh someone taught him to read so he learned how to play football too 
it's just I can't believe she's being garnished with all this praise and awards for this. And this angers you. Yes, her success angers me because it. Here's why it angers me, Ron. Uh-huh. It won't stop now. Now it'll just keep going to the Academy Awards, and everyone's gonna think. Oh, it's the thing to do. Oh, she's playing a woman who was so nice to take in a big fat black kid who can't read. You know, so we why all have him to down? jump on. Why? Why are you so mean to that kid? Because it's all I, this. Because the love for Sandra Bullock is so fake. It's but, like well, right, but why? Why hurt the other kid? That had nothing to do with this. Why call him a big fat retard or whatever you call him? Football. I'm just um, going by the film preview that I saw. Brian in Pennsylvania, you're on Run Fest. Hey. Hey, Ron, you know, either of these two movies, you know, Bullock and uh, Meryl Streep, they're both impersonating people, real-life people. There's no originality to either one of That's the, the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. First of all, if you watch a lot of movies, guys are impersonating or maybe taking two or three impersonating impersonations uh, and putting them in the one role. And a lot of times, they're impersonating guys from their old neighborhood or people that they ran into on the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might be watching a fucking film with Al Pacino in it, and it's an original character, but then you find out later, well, he was kind of doing uh, his agent, and he had taken his agent and added a little bit. Yeah. It's fucking idiotic for anyone who says that they like acting and then get mad. And plus, if you look at the Meryl Streep thing, she not only did Julia Roberts, I mean, Julia, what's her fucking name? Child. Julia Child. But she did her as fucking hot and filled with life in a way that you've never seen Julia Child before. Like, you're like, Julia Child and her fucking husband, Stanley Tucci, are exactly like the kind of relationship I want to be in. Now, you never would have got that from watching fucking Julia fucking Child <laughs> stuff. It's insane. Um, here is uh, Mike in Long Island. Mike, here in Manifest. What's going on, fellas? Yeah. I just, I want to touch base with you. I just saw Avatar yesterday. Yeah. And I know you uh, like movies, Ronnie. Yeah. Did you realize that this entire movie was stolen from Dances of Wolves? The exact same story. Yeah, but you could say that fucking any, first of all, if you watch, I don't know, fucking Mutiny on the Bounty that came out in the 40s, and of course that was based on a real story. It's the same type of thing. When the people with technology go there, one of them will eventually fall in love with the native culture. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend Avatar as being a fucking great movie. But there are only so many fucking stories, and it's only about the way that you tell stories. And it's a visual film. That's what, it's not about the story. It's about this new breakthrough technology that I used. And uh, he, won the, that. he won the Golden Globe as well. Did you watch the Golden Globes... Uh, I want you to go over there and make up a short list of people you hate. And then right. th that way I will know. And when any of their names come up on the show, I will think to myself, well, this is going to make Fez furious. <laughs> I watched uh, Ricky's monologue and I thought it was amazing. I you were a him. big, big fan of it? Yeah. I will tell you this. I was disappointed on how little the monologue was. It was very, very short. It was. It was very quick. And, you know, for all this, hey, you're going to have Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, um, he wasn't on that much. It was kind of fucking annoying to me. Someone put together a montage of everything he did on the show itself. It came out, I think, eight minutes out of the entire show he was on. Eight minutes out of fucking three hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. 
I'm not sure even, if, and also I'm not, I was laughing real hard, but it didn't seem like a lot of the Hollywood people got him. Why would they? They're fucking sitting there. They don't want to do this night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They're not a real audience. It's the same way when fucking Chris Rock does the fucking Oscars. They're like, just get to the Oscar part. I mean, you're going to have the greatest thing in the world. But if you're waiting to see whether you're going to win an award, the last thing you want is somebody fucking uh, joking about Telling you. jokes. I love this Paul McCartney thing. I well, he, not- was, he was the fucking problem with that, though. He wasn't supposed to do the Paul McCartney line. He promised that he wasn't. He, he promised that he wouldn't do the fel, fucking Mel Gibson thing. So you can't fucking do that. You know what I mean? Because right. this isn't a roast. You know what I mean? They are fucking lucky that these stars show up for free. And maybe Mel Gibson doesn't want to remind it that he's a fucking joke. Well, I thought that that's the kind of the cool thing about the Golden Globes. Like, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, a looser uh, affair. Yeah. Well, by the way, the entire way that they gave out awards throw this one out <laughs> and you davy mac yeah i don't even understand because you're the person who told me that fucking hurt locker was just okay yeah and i watched it the other night i had to fucking stand up watching that movie i really? was so fucking nervous yeah and i didn't know shit about it going in yeah. shit about it and that fucking movie had me fucking nerve-wracked right but do you think that's like a truly best picture type deal we don't have a great fucking movie That's this year. That's my point. Like, Why, who would you give the best picture to? Um, I guess I would see again. I was. I'd give it to Inglorious Bastards. I really would. I and think you, it's a finer film than than, than Hurt Locker. It's a movie. I, I'm it's not a, even talking about entertainment. It's, it's a, better. It's a fun movie, yeah. but you're you're not looking at the thing that you normally have. That let's hang our Oscar on this movie. No, it's I'm, wide open. Nothing is better than There Will Be Blood, which was on all weekend for some reason. I watched it. I know that because you bring it up to me constantly. <laughs> but I'm saying like that's like to me like a best. Even though it didn't even win, that's like that to me feels like absolutely. And if it came out this year, they would fucking sweep. But yeah, that's the way it goes. Her locker doesn't feel like a best picture to me. Yeah, but in this fucking thing that you have, uh, I think they're probably... I mean, it's going to be more than Avatar. And, of course, it was a more serious movie with more serious themes than the Tarantino movie, which I thought was a fucking blast. And I even enjoyed Avatar. And even have it in the back of my mind, I might even go see it again. Uh, I'm extremely happy that it's going to be Batman because that'll make Fez mad. <laughs> you know, for all his, he's counting every fucking dollar that uh-huh. Batman made. Yeah, it's beating Batman. This part of it already makes me laugh. But the James Cameron story is just fucking remarkable. Yeah. The fact that the guy could have taken off this many years and came back with another through the roof gigantic fucking film is just really nutty. Really fucking crazy. But I think I would even give it to uh, Crazy Heart over. I love Crazy Heart as as, you, as the best. I know, but it's I don't think that, for best I, actor. But as a best picture, I would. And I don't know shooing because it could be fucking kind of wasted here. But I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see Bridges fucking winning because he really is a terrific fucking actor. Yeah, it's time. And it was a you know he was so great in that. I would have liked to see him a little more. You know, again, that was a story, the redemption story that we've seen before. So I don't know if I'd give it uh, best picture. Who would you give best picture to already, Hicks? Out of all the, at least from the uh, from Golden Globes, I'd give it to uh, Inglorious Bastards because I wasn't still go impre- with the Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by Hurt Locker. I you thought didn't the like first it. scene 
when he was picking up that first bomb, I thought that was great, but I thought it just turned into a generic crazy bastard action movie. I after thought the that. guy was great, and it's like to me, it's like, but that feels like another crazy heart. Where I thought Jeremy Renner, this guy should be acknowledged more, but the movie itself—it's hard to win when you're wearing a big fucking mask <laughs> over your face for the entire movie. Like, and also, uh, what's her name, Karen or Kathleen Bigelow? Yeah, she should probably win Best Director. Mainly for being snubbed on Point Break so many fucking years ago. <laughs> that she deserves it for. Um, here is uh, Hagen Westchester, your manifest. Hey guys, uh, Ronnie B. I I thought her locker was suspenseful, but I mean, bottom line, just unrealistic. Like, first of all, you can't drink booze in the army. Secondly. These characters don't exist in the army. That's the whole. Well, point. well here's they, the point, though. The point of the film, and I will agree, it's you know, blown out of proportion, which movies tend to do. But the point is, do people work these jobs because they are brave, or is there a certain amount of adrenaline uh, junkiness that goes into that? And you could look at that for a military guy. You could look at that for, you know a cop or a fireman like are we really saying a brave person or of course anderson cooper i don't know where you saw that video of him attempting to pick up a haitian boy and travel with him and really not having the upper body strength <laughs> to carry a 12 year old but you won't know that if you watch the news he is just a complete hero for trying to pick up a child and run with him but he really um I like to see him hit the gym. I like to see him hit the gym a little bit if he's going to play the hero part. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Mike in Halifax, you're on run fez uh, Yeah, I watched uh, The Blind Side on Saturday night, and I don't really give a shit about Sandra Bullock one way or the other. I thought I thought it was a sappy, fluffy movie, and it, it probably wasn't too close to the true... You know, I probably resembled the, the real right. story, but... She, she really made me think that that Leanne Dewey was a really wonderful woman who did a very nice thing, and it was uplifting, and you know, I'm sure all the, you know... Fez is still writing along on things that he hates. Yeah. He is still scribbling out, and it's just people that you hate, Fez. Yeah, it's people that I hate, and I hate their success. You hate their success, why? Uh, because I feel it's undeserved and unwarranted and just given. Mm. So they had a gift given to them. Right. Where it's, you know, people... Not the fact that, really, uh, Sandra Bullock uh, started on this path as a young child. No one came to her house and fucking handed her the role. She's had to be out there doing bad movies as well as good movies. Well, what it is, is what happens is people all of a sudden... This is a feel-good movie, so nobody wants to say anything against it. Nobody wants to say, oh, this performance is a miniskirt and a bad southern accent, and that's it. Because you can't say that, because it's based on such a wonderful real-life story. Um, and you've seen the film, and you've decided differently. No, I have not seen the film. I saw the commercials over and over again and decided differently. Uh, here's the interesting thing. Here's the, this is the poster for the uh, blind side. Look how much bigger that kid is than, than her. Mm -hmm. She really deserves something for that. Right, yeah, for coming up to the elbow on an uh, offensive lineman. Like My thing is about the armpit. Jeez. She's much thinner, too. Yeah. But they're both wearing matching white pants, and they're, uh, her blouse is the same color. And you know what that means, Dave? You know what, what? they're saying with that picture? No. They're on the same team. Yeah. They are a team together. Like, 
it's about the team. It's not about the race of your this color of your skin. Doesn't matter. Color of skin doesn't matter. So okay. That's still her child. That's still her child. There's no tagline. Eight minutes is all Gervais was on that show. Yeah, around there. Yeah, they Mother put everything fuck. together. I know it. It was driving me nuts. I'm like, why aren't well, this whole time we've been sold to Ricky Gervais? Ricky Gervais. He's barely there. Nine solid minutes or whatever, eight. I like that he shit on Steve Carell in the office. Enjoyed that a lot. He's done it before, though. Felt still feels good every time he doesn't. You just hate the office, don't yes. you? It's jumped the fucking shark. Oh. Jumped the shark. You should have known better. <laughs> whatever. Ricky Gervais says it's fine. It's jumped the shark. <laughs> you know what? That's going to cost you a hip factor. <laughs> the whatever. fact that you're using the, two thousand, the 2001 phrase. I'll take the hit. Come up with your own thing. Yeah. Why don't you have your own thing? For fuck, once in your it's life. fuck the dolphin. That shit, fuck the dolphin, man. All right, Fez, you got your list of hate together? Yes, I do. The hate list. I have it right here. All right, let's hear it. George Clooney. Yes, we know. Yes, and how, oh, and it had to be brought up at the Golden Globes Awards that he wouldn't want to be there because he wants to be helping the people of Haiti. He's the only person on the planet that wants to help the earthquake victims. That is they it. Didn't, they didn't say that he was going to be there. Somebody plugged it next Friday or whatever. He's going to uh, raise money for the Haitians. Uh, and I think we should all get behind him, no matter how you feel about him. Uh, Peyton Manning's next on my list. Peyton Manning? Can't stand him or his success. Love to root against is him. Is this another lucky guy that shouldn't be there? This is a guy who, at the University of Tennessee, couldn't win a big one. I was so disappointed when he won his Super Bowl. Mm. I wanted to see that streak just keep going. A guy who came back for another year of college so, because he felt he was going to get handed the Heisman, and it still didn't happen. So, um... When he won the big one, he won the Super Bowl in, mm -hmm. in the pouring rain. Right. Change your uh, mood? you look at him in a new sense? No, no. It's just, to me, it's just like, all right, this is another one where the world is against me on this. Mm. <laughs> uh, Patricia Heaton can't stand her. The wife from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, when she refused to do an award show because the Osbournes were going to be on it. Because be she's a, so great. Fez, could this be a current list? Well, she's now, uh, you know, as I continue to hate her success, her new show just got picked up by ABC oh, for I, another season. I don't know. What was it? The Middle. I never even heard of this. No. N nobody. Oh, congratulations, Patricia Heaton. Yeah. Uh, Taya Leone cannot stand her for her scowl face. I don't know why people think this woman is attractive. Look at her. She is always scowling. She what? has a frown and a scowl on her face constantly. What makes her unattractive? The vagina? That <laughs> uh, doesn't help any. Uh, Bill Parcells? Hate his fat guts? Turned down the Buccaneers twice for that head coaching <laughs> uh, job after is, accepting it? Some of this is just personal. Uh, Jake DeLome, uh, quarterback <laughs> of the Carolina Panthers? I hate his aw shucks. I'm a good old Cajun boy attitude. Just shut up, you stink. Well, why, uh, Norton's here. Hey, this is little, little Jimmy Norton. <laughs> Let's try to do it in your own voice, Fez. Kevin Costner is the worst. What, what should he do? Dive into a bucket of AIDS or uh, burn up in a fire? Kevin Costner 
there is no acting there, and everyone acts like he is wonderful. I don't understand it. Again, current. He hasn't had a career in fucking 12 years. Even longer. Him and Tom Cruise. When's the last both? time he had a fucking career? Perfect World, maybe? Like That like, wasn't even good. I haven't watched that. Oh, here's another one. Aaron Burr. What the fuck is with him? Hank Azaria. He really pushes my buttons. Should have never left that broad. Tom Cruise is the same as um, Kevin Costner. They just show up and act like themselves, and then everyone thinks that they have fantastic movies, and they're such great performers, and they're such great actors. It's just all I see is Tom Cruise and Kevin Costner standing there. Ethan Hawke mumbles through everything he tries. He thinks looking grungy is so cool, and he's so great. He is He's a horrible actor. Speak up so the people watching your movie can hear you. Ryan Felipe gets all kinds Ryan. of kudos. Where? He gets all kinds Where? of uh, great I, critiques. Dave, Dave, what's the last movie you remember him in? It's a fucking meltdown. <laughs> He's so awful. And he thinks that he thinks if he plays a rich character, he has to do it with a British accent. That's how bad he is. And, Watch any and, of his rich characters. Give us one. Um, that um, Cruel Intentions or whatever now, that movie I was. I want you to find out what year that came out. I'll have to look that up. It was about 2000. <laughs> about 2000 again. You've skipped a decade. 99. I have the feeling that Fez did this bit like 10 years ago and it worked. So he's just redoing it. <laughs> Jessica and Ashley Simpson. I cannot stand them. What a couple of phonies. And the, and we're supposed to love them. And she tries to hook up with Tony Romo just to get <laughs> uh, try to get a little bit more fame tied in. Kevin from Portland, you're on Fez. Yeah, hey, um, Fez, you were talking about your list. Uh, number two was Peyton Manning, is that correct? Right, yeah. All right, yeah, just curious. Um, now, have you seen him play or have you just watched his uh, commercials? All right, the, the Portland Colors are the best. It's, they really are. I wish the rest of you cities would learn something from Portland. The ironic Portland guys. Fez's list should be called Easy Targets from 10 years Jessica ago. Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Everyone She's loves hater. her. <laughs> She's hater. And Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> to round out the list. Horse face. Who yeah. thinks she is so sexy, and her movies and her TV shows are so successful, and everyone loves her in Hollywood, what and she it? gets to keep making more movies, and she is a witch. You're a little angry today. Yes. Yes, the Sandra Bullock hasn't done me any good over the weekend. Why did you just suddenly try to become Norton, though? That, that wasn't new, my attention. Was that the new character? You're quoting his act. <laughs> quoting. <laughs> How about this? If you're going to steal, somebody that's not on the same channel as oh, you. All I said was stink. That was it. Number 12, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Ramon have to call and ruin so many things? Steve from Yellowstone. Uh, John from Mohawk, you're on Fez. Good evening. Yeah. Fez, he's missing one, one person off that list of uh, not deserving the credit. It's Fez Watley. Been riding Ronnie's coattails for years. Oh, 
Well, I got plenty of room for him. Come on, Fez. Come on up there and bring a box lunch. I got no problem. Uh, James in Maryland, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fez, I just wanted to say I'm sorry that I didn't make the list. But I wanted to Like, I would up. even give you the opportunity. Fuck you. You're not All even right, good enough I... to be on a hate list. I right, here is a uh, email that just came in and said, Who are the true fans? Uh, is it the type of fan who says it's in the bag, easy win, are they real fans? I'm over here sick to my stomach and chewing my fingernails until they bleed. Who is the truer fan? The overconfident guy or the guy that's a nervous wreck? David Mack, you follow the sports a little bit. Nervous wreck. I remember how I felt playing the Patriots in 2007. Yeah. All I did was praise Tom Brady because he deserves praise. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the uneducated fan. We've talked about this where it's like, they suck. Peyton Manning sucks. Like, right. he doesn't suck. You're just saying that about Fez now. Now you're <laughs> acting like no, Fez no, no. is a fucking piece of no, shit. No, because Fez didn't say he sucked, but like if Jets come, fans. Uh, and by the way, if Dave wins the Shorty Award, I honestly think that he will have surpassed Fez at that point. <laughs> and you are leading the pack in weirdos. <laughs> Thank you, Rod. Yeah. You that, know the I think it's a good award <laughs> to win right. the weirdest. Well, I was in, I was nominated for weird and humor, but yeah. Mr. Marlon Wayans, that he's on my hate list. He's, uh, he's in, he's number one with, uh, 2,000 votes. So, so why don't you pick one of them? I and... am. Uh, fuck humor. Don't okay. even look at humor for me. That's a smart weird, idea. Weird, weird, weird. Don't split my vote. Don't fucking humor me. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk to you about that because, and by the way, who got you on these lists? I don't know. I um, uh, People on Twitter, people who follow two or two friends, mm -hmm. someone did it, and I can't thank them enough. Well, I have been talking about your Twitters for a long time, and yeah. they are, and the funny thing about, they are funny weird. You are playing more of a weird character. Yeah, I suppose. So it's not an insult. It would be an insult if you're out there trying to talk about films well, I, a la Polo right. and got put on the weird list. I mean, list. I try not to play a character, as you say. Oh, you do. And I'm not saying that in a bad in way. The but the Tilgare series was a character, but... Can't, but yeah. also, when the thing just sweeps around and you're looking like real crazy, <laughs> and then you scream, right. there he is! There's All the guy! Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're playing a character. All There's right. nothing wrong with playing a no, character. You're right, you're right, yeah. That's not the real you. <laughs> right. You're playing the nutty guy. Yeah, I suppose. So you're, you're done right. with the humor list. I, I don't... I'm done with humor. I just want weird. I'm number one in weird right now. Keep the votes rolling. How long does this go on? Shit. Um, I have to look that up. Yeah, but look it up. There's going to be a fucking legitimate award ceremony where they're going to fly people to the Big Apple. They're going to fly you from Jersey here? <laughs> Try to nice. get them to use the jack and ride. And like they're going to have... And so there's actual celebrities that I could meet if I win. That would be exciting. Um, like I could meet Marlon Wayans and say, hey, you know, good good luck. I guess we're, you know, co-winners co now, huh? I don't know where... The, I think it's probably like the Golden Globes or the weird people have to sit further back. <laughs> Behind a wall. I talked to him about the Coen Brothers, though, because he was in uh, Lady Killers. Perhaps the greatest of all the <laughs> yeah, Coen Brothers films. People like, you know, one of their few mistakes. Um, are you going to bring that up to him? One of the few mistakes was you? Oh, I was going to say, Tom, you know, you worked with Tom Hanks and, and the Coen Brothers, but what happened? Well, let's get details on okay, this so yeah, we can I'll get everybody it behind it. I'll look it up. But you can't expect me to be sitting here trying to put together your election campaign. No, here's what you do. You go to Shorty Awards... Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. Figure out everything that everybody's supposed to do, okay. how much time, and then we'll come up with a thing to help you and okay. get everybody behind you. But you, you can't expect us to figure it out. No, no. Because I didn't know until this moment, I thought 
he's got to pick one of these, and I didn't care which one. You know, I saw that you were doing better and weird than humor. Yeah, they. I mean, people nominated me for both, and I'm, I was ex- excited. But I, I figure the, is the nomination part over, or are you really running against eighteen hundred people? Is it just that front page um, that could win it? No, it's not just the front page, but the front page tells you the winners, and so far I'm beating the Llama and Alex Capranos. You gotta beat the Llama. Fuck the Llama. Yeah, we, I think we could get you a winner as the weirdo. And I know 202 friends had uh, put up the link okay. over the weekend, as, as well as uh, a lot of winners over All the right. weekend. I have... And keep up oh. to date okay. on, the, on the 202 friends this week, because uh, some big stuff about Search, search, hurry up and search. Um, could the prizes get bigger? Could the game get more excited? exciting? Make sure you sign up for 202 Friends this week and have your friends sign up for it. Yeah, in February, they're going to knock it down to five finalists, which will then be voted on again. For the All right, so years. right now, we got you. You're, in, you're fine. Hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully the llama doesn't surge above me. But as long as you're in the top five, top you're five. fine. Yes. So let's keep you in the top five, five until February. And then in February, this fucking place becomes the war room. We get behind you, and we win this election. Okay. And then we'll finally have a Republican in Massachusetts, <laughs> and we'll all be excited about that. That would be so exciting. That would be so incredible. Yeah, I would love for you to win this, and you deserve to win it, because I have been watching your videos for a long time. And they're batshit fucking nuts, and they're very funny. Uh, although, I had to say, I literally cringed through your question and answer period thing. <laughs> that was as bad as anyone's ever done those question and answer things. Yeah. Which are impossible to come out of those looking cool. I wasn't having it. You know, even <laughs> though my wife was the interviewee, I interviewer, I just wasn't having it. She was taking too long with the questions. I well, who asked the questions? It. it was my wife. Oh, I thought that they. I thought that that was with them. Well, yeah, she was reading off. You're right. She was reading yeah. off the Twitter website. But yes, it, it doesn't. It's not your wife's fault. It, it, was, it was just too slow. Well, I'm saying those websites themselves are just fucking. That when you have to, it's like that ten at ten thing. You can't come out of that looking good. Yeah. Identity Guard at identityguard.com. If you're online and you do shopping online, you got a lot of personal information out there. Your online banking could be compromised. Your credit card numbers are there, social security numbers. People can steal from you online. It happened to me twice over the summer where people were stealing right out of my bank account. Now I got Identity Guard identityguard.com. They keep track of everything, 24 hours a day. They take care of your credit reports. They're watching for any suspicious activity that might be going on with your financial information. And you'll get an alert that you can do something about and you can handle your financial problems before you're ripped off with IdentityGuard.com. And if anything bad does happen, Identity Guard Total Protection offers $1 million lost reimbursement insurance and a highly responsible and professional response team. They're going to take care of something. Even if it does go wrong, you're going to get your money back. It takes about 20 minutes to sign up, and you're going to feel safer, more confident, and less exposed, knowing that PC World's number one rated identity protection has your back. That's IdentityGuard.com. Identity Guard, making it okay to trust again. All right, thank you, Jimmy Wannabe. Um, we'll be back, and... Uh, Let's uh, pick out something that's been bothering the Hicks over the weekend to talk about. What's driving you crazy, Hicks? 
uh, Apple is making a big announcement on uh, the 27th, and uh, people are fucking kind of getting freaked out over it. You think you know what it is? I might know what it is. All right, we'll talk about that at the Ryan Fest show. Everything is different, but the same. Things are more moderner than before. Bigger, and yet smaller. It's computers. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And we will uh, explain a little later, um, well, if not today, if we don't get it figured out today, we will have it this week, how you can vote for Eastside Dave for the big shorty Twitter award and win him a trip to New York City to accept that award. Where exactly are they doing the award ceremony? Still haven't released the hotel. Mm. Okay, so it's going to be a hotel. They just said New Someone. York City. And what we could also do, which would be interesting, Dave, is we could set up a protest that night against you. So it looks like you're the controversial <laughs> winner. Because nobody else should be able to put people together to even support them because they'll be coming from all over the world. So rather than act like you're the greatest, we could just set it up like it's controversial, like why Dave <laughs> and those Twitters or ripoffs, whatever we need to do. Um, all right, let me uh, read off the winners over the weekend. Five big winners on 202 Friends, and you want to make sure you sign up for this. Um, Sacktown Blue was a big winner. Glorify the Past was a big winner. Brian Biggs. Dick Balls, 82. Uh, sadly, the 82nd person to come up with the nickname Dick Balls. And uh, Ohio Brian, which is not only a name, but it's also a location. And uh, Eastside Dave, uh, know, and of course Kathleen from the Bronx, know how much I like to have a location in the name in the name that's right all right um hicks with your story oh by the way we'll also be talking about um jeff zucker uh last night on the charlie rose show giving the nbc corporate side of um everything that went wrong with the conan and uh leno deal and I happened to catch that last hour of the Today Show before I came in this morning with, um, I guess it's uh, Kelly Lee. Kelly Lee, who used to do the show with Regis, and her and her um, co-host, I think her name is Pocahontas or something like that, <laughs> they were talking about how great it is to have a leader like that that's willing to say he made a mistake and really makes us feel good here at NBC. And it's really ballsy for someone to step up and support their team when their job is on the line. I just want to say to those young ladies, that took a lot of guts to back the person who signs your paycheck. Really impressed with it. <laughs> uh, all right, Hicks, uh, what do you got for us on this Apple deal? All right, Apple, uh, on the 27th, Apple's been calling, uh, inviting people to a press conference they're holding in San Francisco to unveil this brand new product that's apparently going to be a tablet computer, which is basically a touchscreen computer. And uh, people are like losing their fucking minds over it because this will be the beginning of something new in computers in general. So, have you heard about this at all, Dave? 
No, I haven't. All right, so what exactly, let's take it slow, exactly what are we looking at? A ta- it's called a tablet computer, uh-huh. which is just a computer, it's a t- and the entire thing is a touchscreen. So it's a, basically a giant iPhone. Yeah, it seems like, you know, as much as we used to pay attention to the laptops and then those little mini laptops, they're all being replaced by telephones. That the telephone is really now a laptop because uh, whether or not you have an iPhone or even a BlackBerry, the worst thing it does is be a phone. If you talk to somebody that has a BlackBerry, they're constantly hanging up on you with their own cheek because it's really about being everything but a phone. Yeah. But I do like when Apple uh, comes out with the... new prizes, I mean, a new product, because nobody does the press conference more futuristic than them. They really do a great job of uh, in that direction. And am I crazy here, but is it almost like the iPod is forgotten about? That's the le- It seems to be the least of their... It's just like, yeah, whatever, we have iPods too, but what you really want is an iPhone. What you really want is an iMac. Because an iPhone is still an iPod. Yeah. And a phone... And a computer. And a computer. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But the thing is, my iPod would always run out of battery after like an hour. And I wouldn't want that to happen to my phone. If I listen to music on like my commute up here, well, then your phone's dead. That's why I would never trust get, get an iPhone, just for that paranoia. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we're telling people to listen th- to their radio through them. So thanks for being a fucking company guy. Appreciate no, I mean, I, I love iPods. You're the best. <laughs> well, the iPod, we don't broadcast Sirius XM on. But thank you all the same. Oh, sorry. I'm only kidding. Oh. I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm just pointing out, just like you don't know how the Twitter thing works. Right. You don't re- realize how many people now are listening to us uh, on their iPhone. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is uh, Doug, who already wants to call Chris Stanley a piece of shit. Doug, what do you got for us, buddy? Huh? Doug, what do you got, pal? Yeah, I just wanted to let you know the tablet idea was great when I bought it three years ago through HP. So it's already been around for years. Yeah, but this is an Apple fucking product. It's a hell of a lot better than an HP product. HP probably put that thing out without really having uh, all the kinks out. Apple Apple puts out quality shit that will change things. You're an Apple girl, huh? Uh, I can't afford them, but I like them, yes. But in the, uh, whatever that PC Apple commercial is, you're the cute boy. Oh, yeah. You're not the uh, other guy. <laughs> Justin, Justin Long. Long. Oh, God. Uh, here is, let me go over to Eric in Maryland. He wants to add in on this. And it's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, yeah, take your thumb off it so I can talk to Eric. Uh, by the way, Paulie Loose Bells, uh is now with us full-time as an intern. And he was a little kid who used to hang out in D.C. with us. And now, for some reason, is in New York interning for the Ron and Fez show. The JFK years get represented. Never forget that that happens. Can't get him to take his thumb off that, though. I'll just uh, move on from it. Um, Fezzy, is Steve Jobs on your hate list, or is uh, he still doing stuff? (laughs) Uh, one of the people on Dave, uh, Fez's hate list, Foghorn Leghorn, doesn't understand the yelling, doesn't understand why he's still screaming at people. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Zucker, last night on the Charlie Rose show, was really showing who is to blame 
in the Canan O'Brien Jay Leno thing of uh, going over this piece by piece. And if anything, I was a little angry at Charlie Rose for not being tougher on the guy. I really felt that he should have plugged him because of saying, hey, we want it. The Jay thing was a failure at 10 o'clock, but we didn't want Jay to go across the street. So we wanted him to do a half hour, push the show back a half hour. And he goes, and believe me, uh, this didn't make Jay happy or Conan happy or Jimmy Fallon happy. What, why are you bragging about that this is the idea that would have brought everyone down? But this is what kills me about the, the, the Zucker guy just talking about um, how much money each show was making and what you have to do. They fucking forget that when you build up a brand that you make people think is part of Americana, right? You have a certain responsibility that you've now done that. You have a certain responsibility to people um, that you have the Tonight Show. And up to this point in all these years, we've only had five hosts of the Tonight Show. It became a very big thing in this country. So to act like, hey, folks, look what's going on in Haiti. Why you care about the Tonight Show? Mm. That's kind of fucking bullshit. That's like telling the people in Dallas, don't be crushed that your team fucking lost because look there's bigger problems in Haiti so if you if you have built something like the tonight show it's really your responsibility to take care of that and to treat it as if it's important not we've given conan 7 months and it didn't work out or what jay leno is saying that he got pushed out without making a fight about it. The whole thing just reads as completely embarrassing. Well, you know what? It's what I said when I first made my bold prediction that came true that Leno was going back to 11.30. It was arrogance on the part of NBC that they could put anybody in there and beat Letterman. Whether, that they Beating, didn't need Jay Leno but, to be you know, David Letterman. But here's the fucking thing that annoys me. Why is the only thing that's important to people how much that you that this fucking week or next week you're beating the competition? Why is it not fucking important that you've built a quality product that is going to last time, whether it's number one now or in five years? Why does it have to be the number one cash cow this fucking week? It's almost like if you have a great fucking restaurant. Let's suppose you've got a French fucking restaurant in New Orleans. And it's known and it's been around for 60 years. And people go there for weddings. And, and then suddenly you're like, well, our fucking sales are down. Let's add sliders. Right. And not see that that has not fucking meant something to the people of New Orleans who have supported that fucking place for 60 years, not just on how much money you made last week, this week, or next week. Why can't you see that an institution is more fucking important? In the same way of baseball doesn't beat football, right? Right. Is that any reason the shit can fucking baseball and start to act like well then i guess you can tackle people let's say the second baseman can tackle a guy who's fucking stealing 
because that's important to people at home. Why are you just sitting there and not looking at the big picture? Because I will say this. I think there is an importance to baseball that has nothing to do with what, what the fucking share was at this World Series. And I, I brought this up before that you want the Yankees to be strong because it, it's kind of good for fucking baseball to beat the Yankees. Not to always just be the Yankees, but beating the Yankees is a big fucking deal. I don't know why these people feel like that because this fucking week or whatever, the fucking show wasn't working out that they, the way they wanted to, that this fucking idiot could push back the Tonight Show for a half-hour show after all these years. And in that way, I think fucking Conan was really right to say I'd rather protect the Tonight Show than I would see it bastardized. I'd rather see it go back to Jay Leno. But what is wrong with these fucking people that they don't think that building these things is important somehow even to our popular culture? And there's only a couple of them. 60 Minutes, you could probably say, it's a, it used to be the number one show. It's not anymore. So we should start and add reality fucking television elements. You know, they should start voting off uh, the fucking correspondents every week. It's fucking ridiculous uh, in America of how little we care about fucking quality anymore. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely the dumbest thing ever. And that is whether you are on the side of fucking, whether you want Jay Leno to be your host or fucking Conan to be the host. The fucking important thing is it used to mean something to sit in that chair, but they butt fucked that out of existence, including the speech that fucking uh, Leno gave last night. Where he acted like, well, I told him I was number one for 12 years, but if you want me to step down, I will. And now they're asking me, and I come from a place where the boss asks, fucking Johnny Carson wouldn't have fucking done that. Mm. You've got to fucking act like some of this shit is more fucking important. Well, I get fucking disgusted with America half the time. I really do. Well, we have no sense of uh, history. It's a big problem in our country. Well, we don't have any sense of history because somehow we've acted like being number one matters to us as a fucking viewer. I haven't fucking missed that CBS morning show in fucking decades. Never been the number one show. Right. Never fucking, I don't give a shit that nobody else is fucking watching it but a handful of people who get up and watch this on Sunday morning. I think it's a fucking terrific show. I think they do great stories. But they're, but if suddenly they're going, again, what we really do need to do is add some fresher elements for the kids, I'd be like, well, you're not the fucking show that you always <laughs> claim to be. It's um, a- let me go over here to uh, Jimmy James. Jimmy James, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Ronnie. Hey, hey uh, can I tell you something, I, Jimmy? It's wonderful yeah. to take your call, and I love feeling like an AM radio host. <laughs> hey, uh, I just wanted to agree that, you know, tradition used to mean things. Like, they never forced Carson out because he was getting old, yet you hear everyone saying that Leno's getting too old. He's 60. Well, yes, now, Carson it, was uh, forced out for being too fucking old. He really was at, at the fucking point, and that thing was a clusterfuck as well. And it, it would mean more to me if some of these um, 
people acted like, you know, if fucking, if Jay would actually act like, hey, this whole situation isn't right, it, it would have fucking, it would have meant something to me. Hey, Tom in New York, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron, hey. Um, if you go back to the whole, the book and the movie, The Late Shift, about the whole Letterman Leno thing, uh, when they did eventually offer the Tonight Show to Letterman, one of the reasons they, that his people, Letterman's people, gave Letterman for the reason he shouldn't take the show in the first place is because then he looked like the guy that pushed Leno out. And that was one of the reasons that Letterman didn't want to look like that guy, yet Leno's doing it, and, and now he's crying like, uh, like he doesn't want to be that guy. So I think it's, it's kind of hard to, for him to sit there in that position and say, well, I didn't really do anything. I'm not you know, it's fucking, it's kind of uh, strange for all the people involved. But if you get a chance, and I think it's probably rerunning today on Charlie Rose, and I think, don't they even do Charlie Rose somewhere else now, too? Yeah, Channel 21. In if New you guys York get a chance to watch this and see the corporate executive, you will see exactly what I'm talking about, of a guy, and forget who the fucking players are in this. Um... It will really fucking go back to the fact that those corporate guys don't give a shit. They don't fucking care about any of the stuff that they've sold for years and years and years. It doesn't mean shit to them. Uh, Daryl in Wisconsin, you're around Fez. Hey, Fezzy, whatever happened to your favorite show, Our Little Genius? It never aired. Well, I, I, I actually know this one. After people got upset with the story and the Fez's point was um, it was putting too much pressure on the children. Right, yeah. Well, when that happened, they started to look into it. It was pretty much just the opposite of too much pressure on the children. And that they were feeding these kids some fucking answers. Oh, nice. And again, it um, it really comes back to... Um, this stuff is just wrestling to these people. <laughs> it's the WWE. We're creating genius. Would you see the uh, NB NBC would never like move Saturday Night Live back a half an hour, uh, and so I don't understand why they thought it was cool to move to. They Tonight would. Show. They would move it back a fucking um, uh, half hours, and it's um, um, because they don't give. A if they suddenly found out, hey, we could get. Uh, a lot more money by having a South Park cartoon run for a half hour and then run Saturday Night Live, they would fucking do it. But my point is this. The rest of us fall into this, well, Saturday Night Live is an institution mm -hmm. and Major League Baseball is an institution and it's important to be a Baltimore Colts fan. Right. And then we all get fucking shocked when that's taken away from us. That, Dave, you think that you're a New York Giants fan, but they're only the New York Giants because that's where it works for them as money right now. And the fact that you live in, and, and fucking jump back and forth to this doesn't matter jack shit right. to those fucking people. They would be the Tucson Giants if they suddenly found out they could make more money doing it. Hmm. It's a fucking embarrassment to the rest of us, the way we literally act like fucking rubes for this stuff. Uh, Edmund, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Gavin in Edmonton. Hey, what's up, Ronnie and Fez? Yeah. Uh, dude, it's such a shame. Like, Conan totally didn't even have a chance to establish himself. Like, he definitely did have a chance to become a piece of American culture with The Tonight Show. And it is fucking sad that, like, you know, everybody's concerned about ratings. Like, I mean, up here in Canada, we just love the show because 
fucking, we don't give a shit about ratings. We don't have enough of our own pro, uh, quality programming. So the good stuff that we do come in, coming in from the States, we love it. And, like, I absolutely thought Conan was great. And, uh, you know, he definitely uh, just still was needed that little push. You know, the, the reality of it is it just didn't fucking matter to them. It didn't fucking matter one way or another. And whether Conan should have been faster or whether it was because Jay's fucking thing wasn't in, those guys, I don't think you could be a bigger fucking star than Jay Leno and what he's done over the last 17 years in terms of television. And he just looked like a guy working at the factory, that thing that he gave, like, hey, I do what the boss says. And I was, this is what got me about fucking Jay, was when he goes, I was humbled because we didn't fucking win our thing, and I went back, right? Uh-huh. He wasn't humbled that he didn't do a great fucking show. You know what I mean? If you have Arrested Development, and you get canceled, you shouldn't be fucking humble. Right. You should be like, we made something fucking great, we should be proud of it, and it didn't fucking catch on. But fucking Jay isn't humbled because they, he had people driving around in fucking cars doing for no fucking apparent reason. Yeah. He's only humbled because he didn't turn over the number to the fucking company to people. That's fucking, you know, that's the part of it that that fucking feels like a uh, a letdown to me. Uh, here's uh, Phil in Florida. You're on Renefest. Hey, Ronnie. What's up? Uh, I just want to let you know they took uh, Saturday Night Live off once a month back when wrestling was big because the ratings were huge when Hogan came in. Saturday Night May event, yeah. Well, what they did was take off the reruns, reruns. Uh -huh. once a month. But, yeah, that, that has to be a fucking uh, dark spot. And, again, that show started off to people as something, Saturday Night Live. Now, who's the musical guest? Whoever happens to have the number one fucking thing. Right. Who is the fucking guest going to be? Most of the time, the 19 or 20-year-old girl who has either the hit TV show or some kind of vampire thing. They don't go out and try to find the funniest fucking people. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they don't ask Louis C.K. to host Saturday Night Live shows you that they don't care about having a great fucking show. Because they're going, well, if Louis hits a certain number... We'd love to have him come on. But they wait until he hits that. Mm -hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you could, instead of going, let's build this as this really fucking hysterical show and get people to watch, you might not, all you people might not know this host, but he's fucking great. He was in these Christopher Guest films, yeah. and this week is going to kill. They don't give a shit about that. Uh, I got an uh, email here about Chris Stanley that said, Chris Stanley is correct. This is huge. That HP caller should kill himself. That HP was a desktop. Thank All right, you. Tell us again what Apple's going to be giving us. It's a tablet computer. It's like a, a thing like a Kindle, but it's entire. It's it's an entire compressed computer with an. It's all flat screen, no uh, type pad. And how? Uh, so it's just touchpad again, or are you going to do that thing with, remember when they tried, like, you use your own handwriting? Oh, fuck no, no, not that. that. That's over. <laughs> that's never coming back. It was I, a palm or whatever that tried to do that first. You'd think, like, by now we could, everything should be voice activated. Like, I should just be able to say, call Ron, and it calls Ron, and everything, like, on everything, Google this. All right, then I was told the iPod Touch does have the XM Sirius application. 
and I got that from super producer Flipper. What I'd love to do is for Flipper to put together a producer's meeting, like in the old days. So all the producers go over what could come up on the show, and how can I have the answers. I just got fucking woken up from the greatest dream I ever had. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm back here. I'm back in the numb. There's nothing I can do about it. I'll tell you, and everybody likes the Leno story because it's fun gossip, you know, the whole Team Coca or whatever the fuck. I honestly think that in the long run, this uh, Simon leaving American Idol story is way more about money and there's going to be a, a much bigger story next year. And I, I don't see the fucking... Uh, Lightning striking twice, but I had no I, I had no idea how much money this Simon was making in England. He's making more money over there than he makes in the United States with that X show. He doesn't. He had I said, Look, touch. They're offering you a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Why not uh, take it for an extra year and then figure out? You know, I'll still have my show. I had no idea. He doesn't need a hundred million. <laughs> he does not. He's one of those people going. I don't know if I need that extra hundred million. I'd rather make my own show. When you get that, you can't even own the guy anymore. I think that, I think everyone's going to follow Simon. I think it'll be American Idol that suffers in this X Factor, especially if the rumor's true that he brings Paula in as a judge. It's going to look like Idol so much that people will just go ahead and watch that instead. Well, it's on the same network, though. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that fuck Fox? It's one thing if you get the guy and take him across the street, but taking him down an hour, didn't we just do this with the Jeff Zucker thing? Isn't this what I was just um, fucking talking about? <laughs> I, it's I, fucking crazy. Yeah. Simon does not want to do America. You, if you look at the auditions, I actually genuinely think he does get headaches from not even just like just how predictable the 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 person how many the, fake people yeah the guy in the animal costume the girl dressed mm -hmm. up with like like a guitar these are people that should be trying to fight you for the weirdo <laughs> shorty awards right and i think so, when you see simon's face it's not put on i think he's just like it, it's not like it's shocking to him it's, it's like, an embarrassment I'm, i've had enough of the fucking guy dressed up like a giant harmonica but he's enough. only here's the thing i get it and he has to do that six days a year <laughs> and then he gets a hundred million dollars and he doesn't ha he gets to leave when the show is over. That's a big fucking difference. Right. Then I'm but, going to be fucking the executive producer of his show. But, you know, he used to produce, like, musical acts and shit in England. And I think with X Factor... Really bad ones. Yeah, terrible. But it, but with X Factor, he gets to do that more. And I think maybe he but just wants here, to do here, that. Here's the problem. This is in England. We've already fucking right. shown that no one cares about the gay kid from last year. Or the little mousy kid from last year. <laughs> they don't go on to become big music stars. Right. Well, in the way they do in England. Maybe that's why he wants to do this. Because I think he, he probably feels like American Idol isn't producing stars anymore. And he can produce stars with this new show. Susan Boyle is a hit. She's a gigantic So kid, I think yeah. that's what his thinking is. Like, I want to be... You know what? I, I, I would like to see her change her name to Susan Avatar Boyle. Oh, yeah? Why? Well, it's because, you know, it's, a, it's, it's just... Pop, it's very popular. Number one, and everybody likes it or That's something. That's true. And, and then, then Avatar could be like Avatar, the Susan Boyle of movies. Uh, by the way, James Cameron did a thing, and he goes, um, we're going to do uh, a number two for Avatar. 
And they go, well, why? And he goes, yeah, but everybody wants to see what happens to the Smurfs. <laughs> and they go, they're not Smurfs, James. <laughs> it's something else completely different. It's pronounced Navi. Um, here is JoJo in Philly who knows about X Factor. Yeah, X Factor is basically, I mean, it's almost the same concept as American Idol. It's just much better. It's a lot more high tech and. You know, instead of the kids just coming out and singing, they actually get to prepare a show where they have special effects and pyro and they can do whatever they want, where it's actually each performance is a production as opposed to just some guy standing on stage singing. Man, that sounds even worse to me, though. <laughs> I yeah, don't know cool, if I want to see more fucking hypey stuff. Americans are going to love pyro. And you think people we love that. Only want, want American Idol, but it's like... You know, people, Guitar Hero was such a huge band, but Rock Band was even bigger, and that became more popular, and I think this is going to be the same thing. It's more options, more popularity. So the, um, the Guitar Hero is done. Guitar Hero is pretty, uh, yeah, it's over. You know, and I, I was a big Guitar Hero fan, but Rock Band just has more songs, better bands, and more, sh more shit. Guitar Hero, in fact, tried to rip off Rock Band by producing a drum and, and a microphone and all that, but it just doesn't feel like Rock Band, so Rock Band's bigger. Uh, here's uh, Jeff in Colorado. You're on my Fez. Hey, hey Ron, I know, I know I'm getting old and uh, decrepit in my age, but I, I cannot stand to watch these people make so much money. Conan O'Brien making $30 million to walk away when I get up and go to work every day. I, I know it's a lame argument, but I can't. I can't watch these guys anymore as uneducated and untalented as they are and understand and realize how much money they're making. I seriously Yeah, I don't think the show off. is for you though. I think all these shows are for kids. I think American Idol is not for us. <laughs> so I mean we watch it and we bitch about it and we say the fat girls should have been voted out, but I don't think they care about that. What's interesting is is that they're not becoming stars anymore. That the gay kid didn't even go gold yet. No. And I thought I thought he'd have a, a, a shot at a fucking career. And I also thought that America, like the mass normal uh, TV watchers, weren't going to vote for him. But I thought he would have some kind of a fucking career after the fact. And that just goes to show you how you get caught up in the fantasy of it. <laughs> Right. It's the same way that eventually you're like, I, I think Bret Hart could probably beat Tyson if he got him in a figure four. Well, especially like at the uh, on the season finale of American Idol, where Seacrest is like, two hundred million people voted. And you're like, what? Real? Holy sh! That's a lot, isn't yeah. it? And it's not two hundred million. It, pe people vote fucking a thousand times for whoever's in their hometown. Here's our good friend, Foundry Music Jeff. Jeff, how's it going, guys? What do you got for us, pal? Uh, what do you What do you think of the idea of instead of just shuffling around the old workhorses to to make a, a reality TV show about it where people would actually compete for Leno's slot? Uh, and what would you have to do to win? You have to write some jokes and then ask people that you had a funny story about yeah, losing you your luggage. <laughs> of, of, a, of a regular talk show host, you do your monologues. Let me guess, uh, Jeff. Your interviewing style and so forth. Let me guess, Jeff. You see yourself as the winner of this? I, I, no, I, I'm not even remotely that charismatic. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. But I, think, but I think there are people in the, in, in the world out there that, like Conan, can come out of obscurity and become really big stars. We we've got the. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't think you would do it for the Tonight Show. 
But there's no reason like you couldn't do this for like Spike or FX. Just try to, at the end of it, have them win the show. I think it, this is would be the perfect theme right here. Um, no, we don't have the perfect theme. It would be the watch show theme. What did you do? Put up the wrong uh, note to Hexa, so I'm yelling at you. Yeah, no, I didn't want it then. Yeah. Uh, but I do have some gossip regarding Foundry Music. Jeff, who, of course, is the uh, host of the what show, mm -hmm. apparently he's fired two of his co-hosts. No, that's incorrect. That's not what I heard on Friday. When that's, what? That's, what? 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 That's, what? A, a, what? A, that's an extremely inaccurate recounting of the facts. On Friday, I heard the what show. Uh, it was minus no, it, Alki it, and Slara. It's a, it's a temporary hiatus um, so that, you know, Alki and, and Pat and, and Arellis can uh, focus on themselves for a little bit, not the show, and then come back hopefully stronger than ever. So you put them on hiatus? Fire. What's that? You, you put them on hiatus? It was sort of agreed upon mm. that, that this is the best move for the, the short term. Was it agreed upon by them, though? Yeah, we, we had we had discussions prior to the fact, yeah. Jeff, like, and all these like years in Fez's problems, I haven't felt the need to put him on hiatus. Right. This is a firing. This is so you can work I, on I, this reality I show host I think, idea. I think you can have, I, I think you can have uh, a, a brief couple of weeks to just think about, you know, where you want to go with something. I mean, Fez is functional, you know? So, oh, so is that they're wow. not they're not functional? Well, it's not, it's not a matter of, uh, of uh, them; it's just Pat. But uh, what's wrong know, with He them? understands. He understands and uh, agrees, and and we're uh, we're gonna wait until the uh, wait a minute. Are, are you telling me that that Fez is more functional than Alki? I find that hard to believe. Well, I mean, uh, on occasion, yeah, it's, 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 there, there are times when we uh, we call him bad days that, uh, you know, he, he can't do the program, and uh, they've been happening a little bit too frequently lately. I, I Can I tell why. you something? This Watley, when he can't walk, I put him up on my shoulders and I carry him like that shepherd with a, a thing that's... Oh, yeah, two, two footsteps. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's, yeah. Sometimes that's what I'm carrying. That's Fez. when you carried them. That's a whole different thing. Uh, that would make me Jesus, and I was just going to be the shepherd boy. Okay. Um, but I understand though. Well, this is shocking news to me, Jeff. Shocking news. Is he not functional yeah. though? Because he's sick. Because he, you know, he's got the the bag. Or I don't know why he's not functional. I, I can I just tell you something. Right. I don't feel comfortable talking about my friend like this when he's not here. Okay. I mean, whatever is between these guys is up to them. But I don't, I'm not comfortable letting, you know, having you sit here and do lame gossip about somebody. Oh. Uh, I'd rather gossip about Fez while he's sitting here right here. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is important well, stuff. Well, did, Jeff, did you, did you take it on your own or did you do a fill-in? Uh, no, I got, a, I got a, a guy that's doing the fill-in. He's a friend of, uh, of both of them. And All right. That's an extra I, insult, though, just so not, you know. It's not, a, it's not a punishment thing. Uh, it, it's just, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to be around it because it it, uh, it it just it just hurts me, you know. And I, so I just want a couple of weeks off from it, and I think uh, the two of them can just take that time and not worry about Fridays and just and just focus on each other and and uh, and kind of rebuild that love 
and, and come back stronger. Rebuild that love between each other? Yeah. Wow. wow. I had no idea this. Now I'm fucking nervous wreck. This doesn't sound like it's going to come back again. I, 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 I can't lose a Rana Fez super couple. When this happens, it's like it's happened to me. There's no hope. There, there would be no hope for any of us. I might as well give you my divorce papers now. I don't want them. I will turn Take them them. No. I am turning. I don't want I'm those. Divorced. I'm divorced. I'm I don't want those. Rock. I have every, I have every confidence they can pull it off. It's just you know, it, 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 it's that particular vice that that kills everything. And and if you if you can just take that away from the equation, everyone will be happy. Oh man. This All is right. shocking. They'll be yeah. happy if I'm not comfortable with it. This is They're shocking. Gone. Hmm. All right, Jeff. Talk to you bro. later. We'll talk to you later, bro. Yep, yep. All right, bye. bye. I mean, you just don't know what's going on in this world. Up is down at this point. Well, uh, I will tell you this. Yesterday... I had a lovely brunch with a girl, Barb. Okay. Let the rumor start. And she told me something about Dave. Oh, really? That Dave gets drunk and forces her to watch Monty Python tapes <laughs> when she'd rather watch anything else. <coughs> and then Dave falls asleep in the chair. <laughs> now, should I give Dave some time off? Let him rebuild? <laughs> What's wrong with Monty Python? They're fucking brilliant. Why do you just got to put on the same things over and over? Is oh. what people want to know. Because a lot of people haven't seen the, the one. I keep hearing this with you. And I've heard it from several people. Monty Python and Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. And again, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, and I want you to win the weird Twitty Award or whatever it's called. The Shorty. Shorty. But you can't. You got to do something. You can't keep playing the same things over and over. I just It's so funny, though. Monty Python. You know. When we started doing this show, and then everybody started to get together, and that was nice. And then they started having babies, and that was nice. I got to keep it nice. I can't hear any of the sad stuff. Well, it really puts things into perspective. Not too much it... fucking perspective. <laughs> Spile that. Yeah, go back it. to that for you. I loved it. Um, and Fez, you were actually, you were in somebody's wedding, and then they got divorced. Right, yeah, Alice Fuzzy Butt. How did you fuck that up? <laughs> How did you s somehow become giving away the bride, and then months later? All I did was I I, re I fulfilled a request to walk her down the aisle. It was one of those boat weddings, so I had to make sure I was off the boat before you know they set sail for the reception. You didn't ride around in the boat. I got. I, I never heard that before. Yeah, it was on a boat, and you know, of course, pulled into dock there while the service went on. And then for the reception, they were going to go on some tour. I'm like, let me know when this boat is pulling out, and I will be up the gangplank a minute before. <laughs> Would you have do dove in the water if that meant riding around with people? I, I got to. I will not do the uh, fucking reception on a boat where you can't decide it's time for me to leave the, leave <laughs> uh -huh. the reception. I got one fucking thing in my life that I can't walk out of during it, and that's this show. I have to look up here and go, I got another two hours and, tw and 15 minutes, I got to be there. I don't want a party to be that way. Right. Well, then don't go on a boat. I mean... What do you think I've done? I've already taken care of that. But I find it obnoxious when people say, we're having our wedding reception on a boat. 
Uh, Actually, I don't even like when they say we're having a wedding reception. I think people get I like people who said we've got married and now we're having a party in two yeah. weeks. I like those people. I think people get carried away with the reception, you know? Oh, do they? Jesus Christ, it's hideous. Um, it's and hideous I don't, what people do. I don't think it's fair when people expect you to travel. Are you going to pay for my fucking ticket? Can I tell you something? What do you something? want me to do? Would you get off Opie's back? I know that was a long drive for you. No, I know no, you had to get out, but him. we all enjoyed that trip. No, I love going we there. We all had a fun time there. No, I'm talking about like... And um, I had Scrapple the next day with my breakfast. And it was fantastic. Uh, I got a note from Kathleen from the Bronx. She says, and I'm going to use this, I'm fucking stoked that Paulie Lou Spouse is there. And then she writes, JFK forever, motherfuckers. I don't know. I didn't know that she was that much of a homer. She's hardcore. I, for that era? <laughs> I didn't know. A language. Well, it's an XL channel, so... Thank God. I, I promote that. I promote that okay. in the callers. Do you want to get to the bottom of this stuff to yeah, make I've, sure everything's okay? You yeah. want to get Ronnie B involved? I've sent uh, a couple text messages to the couple uh, and just to see what, what's, what's happening, what's going on. I don't want anything bad to happen. Uh, no. I like both those couples. They're, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Now, interesting. Well, I didn't. I didn't even hear Missy on on the on the Friday show. Well, if you follow her twitters instead of being all about yourself, yeah, you'll see she's, I believe, in San Francisco, ready to play in a rock show. So things are happening for her. Sweet. Yeah. She well, is what do you awesome, just? By do the you way. only follow your own twitters? You don't go to two hundred two friends and I go to two hundred two friends. You don't see any of the uh, funny Opie twitters that he's doing. No, I, I go to two hundred two. And I like to say this: need your Twitter in a little more. <laughs> Love it when you're involved. It really makes me laugh. Oh, yeah, big weekend. There, there's a couple of people. I see them losing the amount that they Twitter, and they could end up losing themselves. Mm. Um, and obviously, I'm looking at you, Mikey boy. Nobody loves you more than me, but you got to Twitter more. I'll, I'll I'll get in touch with him, too. And Franklin's another one. I don't see Franklin making it. He should it. be off anyway. Come on. It's close right now. <laughs> Good. Now, people are doing great. G-Baby, Gaz. Good stuff. They're, they've always been great. And if if you kick them off, can we have an excommunication ceremony? Mm -mm. No. I like to do it quickly. I like to do it with some uh, amount of honor. I don't want to fucking embarrass anybody. Like Jeff's doing. Why bring up Jeff right now? Because I think that's a little embarrassing what but he's doing. Here's the thing: we don't know all the details. Uh huh. I think we're better off that we don't know all the details. Yeah. What? It was very mysterious. I just know I tuned in on Friday and was like, w w what's going on? And then I, I, I talked to uh, Soler, who said, we're bowling. And I go, oh, this isn't good. And then you text me, and I know that you were drinking Friday, because you text me, Soler is bowling. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to say <laughs> I to didn't that. explain myself. Yes. <laughs> well, I started it's drinking like here. you gave the well, answer without that question. Well, yeah, it was Soler is bowling, and he had it with the big explanation points, like, oh, my God. And I go like this. What kind of? Uh, I wonder if there's slang for bowling. I show my I show my chick and she, I go look what Dave wrote and she goes like this. Oh, he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's I was. he's just drunk. Well, yeah, that was a good. Thing. I will tell you this though, these podcasts. I'm very interested to see when people do it because then they see how hard it is to keep a show together. Everybody comes out of the gates, and that's these people doing it once a fucking week. Look at the high society. Gone. Um, the Sam and Dave show shut down for business. Oh, no. Hiatus, I guess. 
No, no. Who's no, we bowling? were on. We were on Saturday. I'm not just in terms of entertainment. No, no, very entertaining show. Did uh, I'm heard that they're now starting to call the Sam and Dave listeners Sammies. Sammies. They're just called no, Sammies. I don't think so. I'd go Dave and Sam if I was you. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do it because of the music. What music? The Sam and Dave, the band. I'm not familiar. Yes, you I are. I just like the newer stuff. <laughs> Sam Moore, you know very well of him. Thank you. Um, here's Hammer Savage, Jeremy Fez. Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, Dave, you said that uh, you don't like when people make a big production out of their uh, wedding receptions, but wasn't yours on uh, broadcast on XM Radio in two different countries? Reception, mister. We, went, we said we're going to a bar if you want to come. The end. That, wasn't, that, that was the ceremony. I said reception. Don't make a big deal about the reception. You like a big ceremony. I love a big ceremony, yeah. but not the reception. The reception. You wouldn't even go to Opie's reception. Well, I couldn't. I had. Uh, I was. I was doing a double header that day. My my brother's kid had just gotten baptized. I actually miss, missed the actual baptism to go to Opie's wedding, but I had to go at least for the baptism reception. Mister Popularity, <laughs> everybody wants him. I didn't even know that baptisms have reception. My mom's like, "We'll just get to the baptism reception." I'll tell you something else here. Yeah, all right, and it's in my opinion that maybe it's impossible to keep any relationship going personal professional whatever well, that's a dark way to look at things and i'm saying this as we're getting closer and closer to uh valentine's day yeah i want to i want to fucking bring out the truth about valentine's day you can't beat it uh here's cigars and scotch you're on a fez hey speaking of brilliant podcasts uh Myself and Rich W. are doing the Unlearned show tonight at 7 p.m. And every week, reruns all week, too. Unlearnedtheshow.com. Uh, now, I want to check this out, Cigars and Scotch. I told you, you and I have a mutual friend. I'm not going to say what his name is. I okay. had him listen to it first. And he said to me, if you like Fox News, you would like it. So you guys are doing um, a political thing? Um, well, I'm more conservative. My, yeah, my I need to... I get well, more uh, people know it's a Dean Martin roast, I would say. Yeah, uh, just the conservative thing, Fox News does such a fine job of it that I don't know why you think you can get oh, you with Bill O'Reilly. We can't categorize us as a conservative as he's a swinger and a libertarian. So it's an anti he's uh, an atheist, um, you know, kind of traditional Catholic married. So, yeah, there's definitely a huge uh, difference in opinion and... It, I definitely couldn't call it a conservative show. I don't know. All right, we'll try to give it a shot. All right, buddy. Get out. All right. I mean, I know Obama's a dick. I get it already. It's been said. I know he's a socialist. I get it. I already know it. I got enough people telling me. He's trying to force his own health care agenda on us. Yeah, I get it. I want to keep my money. There's a lot of people already saying that <laughs> um, and saying it well. I was watching Glenn Beck, and he had a CIA guy on who basically Glenn Beck inadvertently made the CIA connect the Obama to terrorism. He goes to the CIA guy, so what is, what is a terrorist? Well, it's someone who pushes their own agenda for their own cause. And he's like, check both for Obama. So you're saying Obama's a terrorist. And the guy was like, no, I wasn't really. No, you heard it. Why do you got to act like this guy is gay? It was the funniest fucking thing. He had a blackboard. Because he got beat by the Fox logic. He had a blackboard and everything. All right, uh, 
when we come back, hey, do you get anything for us to give out from uh, from uh, Stephen? Oh, yeah. Steven Singer Jewelers in Philadelphia. We got a pair of one carat total weight black diamond stud earrings. These are the black diamonds that Steven Singer Jewelers introduced to the world on their website, IHateStevenSinger.com. Uh, here's what I want to do on this. And no one ever brings this up in relationships. And Davey Mack and Hicks, you're both in relationships. Let me just say this to you. The extra baggage... I mean, it's one thing that you like a chick, but as soon as you have a chick in your life, there's always that extra person or extra thing that you did not count on that's in your life. Could be your new father-in-law. Could be the fact she brought a kid in. Could be a dog. I don't know. A sister. David Mack, if you're being honest about this. And, Hicks, if you're being honest about this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. I definitely do. What do you have in your case? My wife has this friend named Michelle. She's not affiliated with the show at all, but she's a real friend, as my wife calls her. But I feel like... And the people that, that she's met online are not the real friends? No, they are real friends. You're right. But I feel like this person influences her in a bad way. They go out, they drink, they socialize, they see bands... Always leaving Davy Mac behind. I feel like this person is baggage. now. This Michelle wasn't the outsider that your chick had in the wedding. No, that was her friend Amy. She I do like. Okay. This chick Michelle is someone who I don't trust because I'll tell you why, Ronnie B. Yeah. Every time Michelle is on the phone and like, say my wife is in the other room. If I go into the room, she covers up real quick. Right. Or goes now, have there. you said to your chick, I'm I'm not happy with the Michelle thing. I think she's no, bad for us. No, I'm, I'm waiting to catch quiet. them. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, I want, I'm going to spy on you and catch you doing something badly type of guy. All right, what about for you, Hicks? Oh, it's my chick's parents. Uh, Awful, they uh, right? don't like me, and then when she, then they talk, they talk badly about me to my chick. For, for, and then, first of all, how could somebody not like you? You're fucking perfect. I met them once in three years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and right, we'll pick <laughs> this up. But what is your... Extra baggage. Eight six six. Hold on. I got an emergency here. Solera just called in. So before I get back to that, I'm going to check in. Solera. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, <laughs> uh, honey. Is everything okay? Do you need us? No. Did Jeff call you guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's awesome. He's probably sending out distress signals on our behalf. We're fine. We're breathing. Do you and Alki need me and Fez to go over there and play Marriage Ref like the new Seinfeld show? We'll do it. Not really, but you could come over and play Wii or something. That'd be awesome. I mean, we'd, be, we'd enjoy that. You guys are working on yourselves, right? <laughs> You're using this time to work on each other? Don't do this alone, Solara. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't need anyone to know that we're working on anything. We're trying. We have a good time. Jeff got mad at Pat and didn't want to do the show with him, so we're like, "All right, we'll take a break." Obviously, you know, we've known for quite some time now that uh, some of us like to drink in excess. Uh huh. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't put it out there like some type of problem because I, I. That's not how I am. So it's not. It's fine. Everything is great, hmm. as great as it could be. Hmm. 
You know oh, what? Sound convincing. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come over later and just check around and make sure everything's oh, all right. Man. I'm gonna That's send a car awesome. by. <laughs> That's I'm gonna a good send. Idea. I'm gonna send a car over first, and just make sure everything's okay. You know, you could do. Let's pretend we're gonna do a documentary about uh-huh. podcast. And then record us. Oh, that would and be- then we sit down with a with a melting old lady, and then she can have an intervention and send us all away. And <laughs> I I can be the guy who says to Alki, "Look around the room. All these people love you. Nobody's against you here. We want you to get out." So that's what it comes down to. Alki needs a little help. No, it's I, it, yes, but no, it's not for Jeff to put out there. We didn't, you know, it's not that. It, it's. And it's kind of overload, I guess. And then uh, this is really weird because this isn't what I wanted. Any, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm not even making sense. But I, I, I think that uh, we put a lot of shit out there for everyone to digest and laugh at. I don't put shit out there for anyone to like feel sorry for us for. I understand. So, um, that you know, I, I, I laugh through worse. All right. So I'm not. I don't. I. I hope it's. It, it, it's not coming across like we're in some type of crisis because we're not. Right. <laughs> we're just, you know, hanging out a little bit by ourselves, which would be fun. All right, Solera. We love you. We love you guys so much, all right? Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye. And tell me the next time you go bowling. You know what? Let's get her and the kids out of there. Well, I thought I felt some, you know, I don't like to get in other people's uh, business, right. but let's get her and the kids out I know. of there immediately. Well, you can feel the tension. I'm you know what? fine. And, Cold work. Um, <laughs> what I would like is for you also to give me Michelle's number because I'd like to be friends with her against you, Dave. Okay, that's not. And I want to say <laughs> this is exactly why <laughs> she's baggage. <laughs> uh, all right, eight six six one zero five is going to give out a pair of these earrings. Tell us about the baggage in your life. The baggage in your life that being in a nice relationship has. I'm talking about, oh, like my chick's not doing anything wrong, but these other things in her life brings me discomfort. Uh, we'll pick the best one and give them a pair of earrings. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. We're right back. It's shape being Scottish. For the lowest of the low. The stem of the fucking earth. Some people hate the English. I don't. They're just wankers. We, on the other hand, are colonized by wankers. Can't even find a decent culture to be colonized by. Round Fez Show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. All right, a uh, pair of earrings on the line here. This is one carat total weight black diamond stud earrings, courtesy of Steven Singer Jewelers. The website, I hate stevensinger.com. Talking about being in relationships and the baggage that the other person brings along. Even though you get along with her great or him great, that person is still going to bring something else. Winner of this contest picks up a pair of earrings. Uh, here is uh, Carrie. Carrie in Vegas, Sharon Manifest. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. Um, my wife, we've been married a little over a year. Mm-hmm. She has two ex-husbands. One is a lawyer in Utah. One is in the military in Utah. When she moved here, we ended up in court with both of them. 
We've been in court with a lawyer now for 16 months because every time the court rules against him, he freaking files an appeal, which costs us more money to defend. We've, we're about five grand in on this now, and, and there's no end in sight. The military guy got the court to rule that we have to pay for all the transportation for the visitation for his kids. Problem is, he lied to the court about his income, which we found out later, and now we have to pay, which this one's still going on, but it's been about a little over a year and change now. So, yeah, but, this is what happens. If you don't get married by the time you are 22, 24 years old, if you get married in your later 30s, you're going to have to put up with this. I say into the finals for Kerry. Kerry in Vegas goes into the finals because you got to put up with that person's um, ex for a long, long time. Um, Todd, Todd, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, guys. Um, the biggest piece of baggage my wife has is her brother, which uh, he's divorced and he has custody of his two children. Um, because of this, I've had to get him a job at my company. I've had to get him an apartment. His kids are at my house every morning. My wife gets him on the bus. They come off the bus at my house. They're there until he takes them home, which, you know, when he's out, it's free daycare. So he leaves them there as long as possible. Um, her father is always, you know, asking her to drive him around. When she's driving him around, she has to also watch the uh, the grandmother. She has to, like, babysit the grandmother. It's just everybody in the family just, you know, depends on her to do everything for him. That's always a uh, nightmare. It's always... I. They are you. Honestly, the best thing to do is to marry an orphan, and whoever gets uh, Chris Stanley is going to be so lucky. Uh, here's uh, Rick. Rick, you're on Fez. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, my wife has a humongous, humongously fat friend, um, and it's annoying because whenever she comes over, uh, we'll be watching something on TV and making jokes, and whenever something to deal with weight comes up, it's always uh, a big problem, and everybody doesn't want to clear to my house due to that, because she's always over. And it's her weight that's the problem? <laughs> I mean, literally baggage, baggage? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, Apparently, right she's destroying a couch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's actually broken a couple of our chairs, believe it or not. <laughs> I just think that you you might be mean in this case. <laughs> Ray in Missouri, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Um, what can we do for you, Ray? Hey, I got a brother-in-law that's gay. He, my wife and I have been married for 10 years. I've been telling her the whole time that uh, he was gay. He finally came out of the closet eight years ago, and uh, him and his uh, husband were at Thanksgiving. They tried to get me liquored up and tried putting the moves on me. So as of Christmas, I started carrying my handgun. We got the Kumia law here in Michigan. Uh-huh. So I started What's that? Somebody uh, winks at you, you can shoot him? Exactly. <laughs> and then they made me break the news to their 98-year-old grandmother that uh, he don't like girls. Yeah, I wouldn't break the news to that old lady. Heart I just let her, live in, let her die in peace. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, finals here. Finals? A, well, here's the thing. He married her. He loves her. Right. And there's something wrong with her brother. Here is Tim in Ohio. You're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, my girl um, has a crackhead sister who uh, was unfit to take care of her uh, daughters. And uh, my girl took custody of uh, three of her five daughters. Got to do it. 
Um, she, uh, uh, the, the kids are, are all screwed up. The little sluts, they can't keep their legs closed. One of them's got three kids. The other's got two. The other's got one. She needed to get them uh, set up in an apartment uh, for Tonight, themselves. Um, and uh, so she's fitting the bill for their apartment. She's living with me, so she can't pay the bills at our house. So, uh, and then to top it all off, this crackhead sister somehow got in and is uh, living with uh, my junkie uh, cousin now, too. So, Sure, making it even more uncomfortable. Finals for you. All right, let's face it. It seems like a big part of the problem for being in a relationship is the shit families they come out of. They're, most of us are, are uh, hooking up with white trash. You know, me too. That person may be the sweetest girl in the world. But... Dig at the roots a little bit. And she came out of white trash. Um, here is Sean. Sean in Albany, you're on Renefest. All right, this one's a little long. Um, my chick's first husband beat the hell out of her and had her practically on lockdown. The only way she could get out of the marriage was to cheat on him while he was at work. And so he beat the hell out of her so bad that he threw her out of the house. And he made her and got her to divorce her. Then after that, she got married later on. Um, her husband, as soon as they got married, started getting her on lockdown to forcing her to start swinging with him. And whenever she finally got it up to leave him, he threatened to destroy her whole reputation around town by telling everything that she had done right. if she ever tried to get anything from him. So... Is your wife already known as this? No, no, not at all. Okay. She works with kids. She was a daycare director. All right, so your problem is the exes that she's not even with anymore. Yes, and that what she, what all they did to her put her through because she, she's got sort of smart. She's got a little self-esteem already. Whatever they put her through has traumatized her so bad that she just has a problem being in a basic relationship. But it's hard for her to trust. It's hard for her to do anything. And let's face it, it's a little bit of a, of a trouble for you that she let herself get in those situations, right? Oh, yes. And yeah. I, even now, she still has problem working through it, even though she's been divorced from the last one for God, about four years now, five years now. Huh. And is one of your fears that one of these guys could call her again and get her to right back into it? It's, it's absolutely a fear because she has, on occasion, she her she her parents don't even know what happened, and her parents carry on a relationship with the second husband. So if she's there, he might come by to see him. He might be bringing something to her dad. So you you have a very good feeling that this guy can swing out because she was such a follower. He could just. Snap his fucking fingers and she's back into it. There's a possibility that she could just give. Because she said that even though everything that happened, that she always, that she, he will always have a place with her. Right. But she has gone, she's gone a while without talking to him also. All right, finals. This is, uh, this is a tough one. Davey Mack, how would you even deal with this? Oh, my God. What was I, his name? Sean. Sean had a good one. Uh, I think you'd have to move. That's how I would deal with it. Uh, I'd move far away from these dudes. Just go to a totally different state if you want to keep your relationship with her going. You gotta basically live 
You have to keep underground. Cape fear this. You're fucking fearing shit. the whole fucking thing up now. Because the problem is the proximity. These guys swing by the house all the time. It's it's a nightmare. You just gotta get away. And why wouldn't they? They know that she's willing to do whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know she right. did it before. Because it's always weird when you hear like they were with somebody, and then later you're going like, why would you? Well, you know they have good points too. <sighs> Huh? What? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Because you know what you're living with there? Now you're with fucking Sharon Stone in Vegas. <laughs> and Jimmy Woods can fucking swing by any time. Right. Um, here is uh, Craig in Oregon. Craig, you're on my first. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Good. Uh, I've been with my wife for uh, 15 years. Uh, my ex-wife, of course, is a meth head. She cooks it sells it, does everything. So because of that, I got custody of my daughter when she was one years old. Um, now, my wife, because of my wife, my daughter's been in dance. She's captain of the varsity cheerleading squad and has to deal with my ex-wife showing up after... This is you bringing the fucking baggage. You're the fuck up here. Yeah. You get nothing. Your stamps tonight. Uh, Franklin, oh, this is our buddy Franklin? Hey, what's up, guys? It's me. What's up? Yo, my girl is the best. You know I love her. She's fun to hang out with. But she is a sign language interpreter, which means that she brings with her deaf people. I don't know if any of you have hung socially with deaf people. No, I can't. They are very loud, and I don't understand anything that they're saying because I don't speak their language. It is incredible to be at a table with a, filled with drunk deaf people. I will say this. This would be a divorceable fucking problem if I had to constantly be hanging out with deaf people. It is odd. I cannot lie. It is a very odd situation. And do you speak the uh, sign Not language? Not at all. I'm trying to pick up some of it, but that's the weirdness. It's like you're sitting there and it's like, I don't get anything until someone decides to tell it to me. It's like you're always being, you always could assume you're being Here's what about. I would worry. All right, let's suppose you're, you're going out somewhere. Mm -hmm. You're sitting at the deaf table. Then people are going to think you're retarded, too. <laughs> and I'd have to say to Gina, you can't sit me at the retard table. <laughs> I can't comment on that. I'll get in trouble. It's hands in the air, no matter what song's playing. Oh, dude, that's another thing. They can feel songs, it, like they physically can feel a song by the beat, so they'll start, start to interpret, I mean, like, well, they're speaking it, they'll sing the song, and, like, there's just flying hands. It's always a show. Uh, all right, you're going in the finals. I couldn't, I can't imagine him saying this to Franklin. He's living a nightmare. It's literally a Twilight Zone. Um, oh, and, and a lot of those deaf people, I think if they just fucking concentrate it, they could fucking, they could hear. Or just talk normally. Why always the blah, 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 you know? It's not like the fucking Charlie Brown teacher. The first song they learned must be the national anthem, because that's the one you always see being done. Chris in California. Hey, what's up? Uh, my, my mom's parents are both have Alzheimer's. Her dad is a lot worse than her uh, mom. But this fool, he goes outside naked in the middle of the night. He says he's going to school. And I gotta drive 30 miles in the fog. It's freezing cold. And go look for this guy outside. He shits. He wears depends, and he shits in him. And then he then he like tries to stuff him in the toilet. And I gotta go over there and plunge these fucking depends out of the toilet. It's just really it's ridiculous. 
Uh, it is so difficult dealing with somebody with Alzheimer's. It's really, really hard, even if you're in the best fucking mood about it. Sooner or later, you're going to break down and hit him with a shovel. Yeah. I'm dealing with this with Fez right now. And I talked about this last week when I found out he was collecting toenails. <laughs> I'm like, as much as I try, he's getting worse. <laughs> I think that's far away from the depends, though. I'm not fucking around here, Fez. I'm being fucking totally serious. And then I'm like, well, where does FM Jeff get his strength from to only focus on himself? How can I do it? Fucking bag of toenails. I haven't gotten over it yet. I think Jeff gets his strength from donuts. Fucking starving too. Where's he getting them from? Donut plant? Entomans. No, I don't like those. Um, here's uh, Eric in Minnesota. You're on my Fez. Hey there, Ronnie. All right, here's the deal. I've been with my chick for 10 years. I've been driving truck nine of them. We get along great until she got this new job like two years ago. And these two women absolutely hate truck drivers. Now, she's a teacher, so we get along great all summer long. Then she gets around these two chicks, filling her head full of shit, saying, he's going to cheat on you, this and that. So I got from, like, June to August, we get along great. And then over Christmas break, we get along great. Other than that, the whole rest of the year, all we do is fight because these two women think that I'm a piece of shit. What do I do? And they only think you're shit because you're a trucker. Basically, yeah, because one of them was married to a trucker and cheated to, um, or whatever, got some lot lizard on the road. I've never done anything in my life like that, but that's all I hear about is how I'm a piece of shit and that I need to quit my job. Wow. And I'm about ready to get the fuck rid of her because it is just annoying. Yeah, I mean, I mean that is your job. Well, yeah, and it was my job, like, nine out of the ten years. We've been married five so for four years before we were even married, I drove truck. Right. And she was fine with it then. And then now, two, three years ago, she gets this new teaching job. And now, for the last, like I said, two to three years, that's all she does is complain about it because of these two whores. Yeah, that's you're in a tough one. I'm going to put you into the finals. I mean, that Thanks. is a tough situation. And, you know, if you can fucking... Really look at it, everybody gets into this kind of stuff. It's either a friend or a family member who just changes the relationship for everything. Everything fucking changes. Now, at the same time, you can't say to a fucking broad, all right, now you're with me, time to start fresh. Forget your family, forget your friends, it's a new life. But you would like that, wouldn't you? Dave. I would. Uh, yeah, I that wish, would be perfect for any man. I just wish they would all sort of fade away like the White Sox in Field of Dreams. Like all of her people just went, they just disappeared into a stalk of corn. It's just me and me, me and you. That's what I would like. Here is uh, Paul. Paul, you're on Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, my wife, she's pretty much all uh baggage but i think i'll start just with where it had to all start her and she's got six brothers and sisters and they were all molested by her father when they were growing up it was pretty much a continuing thing they raised an age from well they're like 10 or 12 years apart from the oldest to the youngest and he he was creeping into their room at night half drunk fucking with all of them continuously so that leads into 
you know, my wife's got numbers that are over 40 as far as men that she's been with in the past. And the numbers didn't stop once we got married. I've got a kid that uh, got two boys that look just like me and then one that, you know, I guess he looks like her. He certainly doesn't look like me. Treat him the same, dude. Yeah. Um, your point is this. Uh, you want to give this woman fucking earrings after what you've been through? You might well, want to you take know, the one she we've has. Been together, we've been together 13 years, and we're going to be together for the rest of them. <laughs> I love her. I, it, it's hard when a relationship starts out, I think, being built on feeling bad for somebody. Within the first couple weeks of being with her, I had heard this whole, yeah, I know. whole load of baggage, and I just... From there, I, I felt like it was my place in life to put this person up underneath my wing and take care of her, whatever I could. And All right, I'm going to send you into the finals on this one, too, Paul. I like you a lot. I like what you're saying. Uh, a lot of guys have done this before, where you're acting like, she's been fucked over so many times, she's a crackhead, her fucking ex beat her, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be that different person. And then you're like, wait, how did I get into this? And, you know, it's kind of like your own fucking ego after a while. And that's what I think Casey's went through by being with Dave. That, you know, why was she with this fucking guy? Huh? You can't save everyone, Casey. Um, here's Stephen Illinois, you're in Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I, uh, my wife, I love her to death, but she's a rape victim and a cutter. Mm. So what's so, the when we have arguments, I end up having to kiss her ass so she don't keep cutting herself. And it's I don't want to leave her because I love her too much. Sounds and great. it just seems to be a lot of baggage. Um. All right, marrying a cutter. So it's just really her past is the baggage. Yes. Yes. All right. Here's the thing: a- you have to love Sheepy. But then also say you need to get stronger. Uh, yeah, you're going into the finals. You're going into the finals. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is Alan. Alan, what baggage did your chick bring into the relationship? Hey, Ronnie. Uh, my chick has got two steamer trunks full of baggage. And one of them, she's got an ex-boyfriend that's also a good friend of mine that she's still in love with. And the other one is filled with her family uh, that is absolutely batshit crazy. She's got a stepmom that made my life a living hell from day one. And she is so blindly dedicated to her because it's her stepmom that my life just gets to be hell. And then I also got to see her ex-boyfriend all the time. All right. If your chick is in love with someone else, can that ever work? I can't imagine if that's where any of her focus, her romantic focus is. I can't imagine that that would work. She's in love with me, but I think she's still in love with her ex-boyfriend. The problem is we got to see him all the time. Yeah, I don't even think this is one for the finals because this guy needs to wake up to it. Yep. Escape. Because why should you be sharing that in the in the past with that, you know? Unless you're okay with it, but you're not okay with it. I guess some people can be okay with it. 
Some people can be like, well, yeah, she loves him, but that guy isn't right for her anyway, so it's, he's never going to be a problem. Hmm. I don't know. Hicks, the main thing, the baggage that you bring is yourself. Yeah, I'm a nightmare of a human being. But your problem is that you, her parents can see you for what you are. Uh, oh, no. Pepper actually brings baggies to a relationship. They're empty. Are you sure this is the relationship for you? 100%. Love that goddamn woman. Mm. Even though you're bad for her? I don't think I'm bad for her. Maybe I've, I've made her Terrible. felt bad, but I can change that. I could be a better boyfriend and a better person. How'd you make her feel bad? By telling her the truth? I'm a scumbag. No, I just I should treat her better. Have you ever seen her on a day that you were sober? I woke up sober on New Year's Day. All right. So you're making some Bullshit. slight progress. Strides in 2010. He thought he was sober. There's a big difference. So hung, hung over, he was stripping? Yeah. Mm. A lot of problems out there. That's why I'm not falling for this fucking Valentine's bullshit. It's a wild Steven world. Singer is trying to sell. It's hard to get by just upon a smile. <laughs> On the line. Aren't you glad you fucking ducked it off as? <laughs> no, I still. Even with all the baggage problems out there, I would still want to have someone in my life. Is that why you're throwing yourself into this? Well, I haven't. There's some nerves that go that get involved. But I would still like to have a relationship. Oh, now, do you talk like you know me? Um, what's holding you back? Fear? Uh, yes, fear. Fear of, I guess, stories like this, where it's like, where it seems like so horrible, and, and like everything that you loved and we're excited about has turned to absolute crap. Face it, we're talking to losers. You can't oh, okay. these fucking people. These are radio caller losers. <laughs> fucking spilling their fucking guts out for a pair of fucking earrings. Don't let them bother you. But everything ain't going to be perfect, Fez. No. You're going to be in it. And that's going to make it bad. See, I don't want to be the one that makes it bad, too. I'd rather have the other person be the problem. Well, but what kind of freak is the other person going to be, <laughs> to be with you? They literally have to be a freak, like no legs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's how... I you can get someone with legs. You should get Franklin to fucking hook you up with one of those <laughs> fucking sign language idiots. Let's go, fast. And I'll tell you this. If I couldn't hear, I ain't doing sign language and I ain't talking. I'm just fucking sitting there. I just give third base signals the whole time. I just be telling them to bunt constantly. I saw your fucking bunt sign. It's actually <laughs> just miming a guy bunting. Every coach in Lilly always had belt for bunt. Yeah. Like, we know if you touch your belt, it's going to be a bunt, asshole. Well, then there was always that trigger thing, too. Yeah, the year. Yeah, after the, the year. Yeah, you're comes right. comes after the year. The key. And it's always the year. <laughs> um, here is uh, is Kim. Kim in Kansas. You're on fest. Hi, boys. I, you got to follow along with this story because it's jacked up as hell. My husband's sister has a daughter, so that's my niece. She married a guy who I went to school with, which made me his aunt. That's not even the jacked up part. The most jacked up part is my sister-in-law married her son-in-law's dad, which made 
my niece and my nephew related to each other, brother and sister, and that is her 11th husband. Kim, thanks for bringing back the white trash. This is really about white trash, isn't it? That Exactly. Yeah. You dig at the roots, you get the white trash. That's true. All right, Kim, you go into the finals. Thanks. Oh, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment of riches here we're dealing with today. But, David, Mac, you're looking better all the time just hearing about these people. I feel much better about myself. I just wish that Michelle, you know, would steer clear of the McDonald household. You hate this Michelle. Don't like her. Don't care for her. Don't want to know her. Fuck her. How often is she going out with your chick? Uh, once a month. Have you ever had to talk with her? Like, I don't like you around here? No, but I give her, like, condescending faces. and Like, yeah, give me one. Like. Where are you going tonight, Michelle? That's stupid. Where are you She's going? Not, hasn't stopped it, huh? You think she badmouths uh, yeah. you to the chick? Definitely. And say, you used to do so much better. Probably. Remember in the old days, she was yeah. so happy. She used to go out with musicians and shit. Or, I mean, no. She, she did? did? No, no, no. Wow. <laughs> I say that? No, Any I don't know Any famous that. ones? No. Nope. Zero. Zilch. Thank you. Hmm, I didn't know. <laughs> um, here's Tom. Tom, you're on my fez. Hey guys, yeah. uh, I'm on here. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, my uh, lovely wife brought with her her lovely mother-in-law with a complete disregard for her health. Uh, she's like every couple of months we uh, end up uh, taking her to the hospital because she thinks she can party like she used to, yeah. and she's got breathing problems and on oxygen here and there. And sounds great. You know, it's, <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun moving back in her house for a couple of weeks to take care of the dog and get her back on her feet again, you know, before we can go back to our own home. I, I'm just going to give you finals for being with the, have an old drunk as a mother-in-law. It's just <laughs> terrible. Ross in Michigan, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, when my wife was eight, she was, her mom and dad were still together, but her mom had a boyfriend on the side, and uh, she he shot her in the head and killed her. And that has totally messed my old lady up forever. And so the baggage she brings is psychological. Uh, yeah, but see, but she was, that dude was a bad deal all around, and then she got tied up. Her ex boyfriend, they both went to jail for for uh, domestic beating each other and drinking, and white trash. She was just wrapped up. As, yeah, white trash. There you go. It's all white trash. Finals. Yeah, I, I pulled uh, it out of the trailer park. What do you think? We really can't get away from white trash with this thing today. I think even, like, no matter how much money you make, you can still be white trash. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, after hearing some of these stories. You can make all the fucking money in the world, have the big giant house, an airplane, and you're still Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> you ain't right. fucking getting out of that. <laughs> On uh, the line here today, a pair of one-carat total weight black diamond stud earrings from Steven Singer at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hmm. Uh, Richard Reno, Aaron Fez. Hey, man. I got the worst story of all so far. Yeah. Uh, I've actually had to move from Reno to California back to Reno because of this. Okay. The first three years of our marriage, we've been married for 11 years. Everything's going good for about the first two. Then her brothers move in. And uh, they're single and younger and think they could party. Uh, she starts to miss her single life, starts partying with them, uh, goes completely off the deep end, causes some problems. We have I, to, but we the have point to, is, your chick's a nut, not somebody else. 
Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it, she, see, she doesn't like to drink by herself. She has to be around other people to drink. This is Reno. Um, we're trying to do something for uh, we're trying to do something for Americans, not crazy Reno talk. When you fucking settle in Reno, it's like settling in Hades. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I lit out for Reno, and I was uh, trailed by twenty hounds. I didn't get to sleep last night till the morning came around. Set out running, but I'm taking my time. A friend of a devil is a friend of mine. Uh, Travis, you're running Fez. Hey, guys. Um, my I get home girl, before daylight, I just might get some sleep tonight. But I, I still love her. But uh, she uh, used to do local porn for a radio disc jockey. He sort of did a porn show. And so now I'm dealing with three quarters of the town and seeing her get filled out like a tax form. And also, since I made the mistake of going and watching her stuff online, um... I kind of feel insecure about what it is that I'm working against, I guess you said. Absolutely. So here's the point. She uh, was on the local radio show banging guys. Well, it was it was a porn company ran by the local DJ. Yeah. And he would, from time to time, give away stardom, I guess you'd say, in his films. Uh, I wouldn't exactly call them films, but they're more like gonzo porn. What but, kind of crazy uh, fucking radio station is this? Uh, it's, uh, what was it, W-E-R-D. What now. part of the country? Uh, North Carolina. Wow, they're doing some edgy fucking radio there. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't sold as, hey, you can be in my porno. It was, hey, you can be in my movie. Right. But everybody knew what kind of movie it was. But so now I'm dealing with that and the insecurities of making the mistake of having looked her up. And it's just, it's starting to get to me. I, I, I do love her, but I I just, I don't know, you know. Well, you made the choice can, in this case. You knew everything going in, right? No, I had no idea. When I moved into town and first met her, I had no idea. Oh, Jesus. All right, so you didn't know? No. All right, Davey Mack, what does he do? Uh, you, um, you have to end it, or you have to live with it. It's either or. I say you just suck it up and realize that you have the town porno star. Uh, and that's it? That's, that's it. what you're known for. Just, just suck All it right, up. good news. You got the town porno star. But unless there's a fucking fence builder on that town, I would think about relocating. And now, you know, you have your own celebrity. You're and the that's... guy who goes out with the town porno star. Yeah. And fuck that internet for what it does. It's terrible. He's got to move to a town that doesn't get internet service. That would only be in that John Travolta movie where they went to Russia, but they thought they were in middle America. Well, no one ever remembers the name of that, but everyone's caught it on cable. <laughs> uh, Kristen, you're in my face. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Good. Um, my ex-fiance, he was actually sexualized by his older male neighbor when he was younger. So every time he got into a committed relationship and he felt very insecure... And he used to go on the internet to find younger girls that he could hook up with. Yeah, you were the And while, while he was with me, he actually chatted up a, what he thought to be a 14-year-old girl, and it was really a cop. Oh. Yeah, the baggage is this guy. He's your fucking baggage. The baggage is the guy, and he said 
he was married before me, and he said, oh, I would never do it again. I got over it, and then he did it again. Of course. You're with a fucking loser, honey. I was with a loser, but, you know, I'm engaged again, and he's much better. But what about you? What about me? It still hurts. It hurts to this very day that somebody lied straight to my face and that he put me through all he did. I mean, we had an apartment together. We had bills together. We had everything together, and everything was left to me after he went to jail. Oh, God, this story is... I, I might even have to... You, you're finally going to be the one who makes me pull the fucking plug on this. Uh, I am. You're going to be our last caller on this. I know a lot more people want to play. These stories are too depressing, even for me, Dave. They're too depressing, even for me. Well, that's the that's it, though, you know? That's America. What kind of notes are you handing Fez over there? I'm very curious. Um, I don't get one myself. Just people of the fun in the finals. Fez has been writing them down. I know, but you know, go on. You thought you write your own? You only get four. I'll let Fez Watley come up with the winner right now. Uh, let's see. My winner for the one carat total weight black diamond stud earrings. I am gonna give that to. Um, um, that's like a that, drum roll. That goes, um, <laughs> that goes to um, Tom um, Tom from Virginia. Tom from Virginia in the finals, who's constantly taking his drunk mother-in-law to the hospital. Oh, jeez, him! I even think that guy should have been close. So many of the other calls were so much better. I like Dave, who hates uh, Michelle, <laughs> who ruins everything. Yeah, she does. Hold on, buddy. You're going to get a pair of one-carat total-weight black diamonds. Hold on, buddy. He's not even here. Well, he's going to... This is the price he's picked up. One-carat total-weight black diamond stud earrings from Steven Singer Jewelers. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com. That movie, by the way, was The Experts. The Experts. You're not opening up a disco in a small town. You're in Russia, goddammit. Now, Steven Singer Jewelers, they've got plenty of great gifts for Valentine's Day. They uh, have the $59 gold stem rose, the gold dip rose. It's a real live rose. Uh, the petals are bright red. Leaves and stem are green. And it's dipped in 24 karat gold. 24 karat gold delivered in a free beautiful gold gift box with a personal free uh, gift card along with it from Steven Singer Jewelers. Free shipping in the continental U.S. for every item at IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, uh, you three ways to go to Steven Singer. It's Steven Singer Jewelers in Philadelphia at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. They have free parking there. They also have the website, IHateStevenSinger.com, or you can call for a free personal shopper at 1-888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Again, this gift, real long stem rose dipped in 24, 24 pure carat gold for Valentine's Day. Just $59. These things sold out last January. Get on, on, on them now at IHateStevenSinger.com. I don't want his cigarettes, and I don't want his, or 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 even yours. Do you understand that? I want my cigarettes, Mr. Ratchet. I want my cigarettes. I want mine. Ron Fez Show. I want my cigarettes, new stretch at 866 
Ron Zero Fez eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Chicago Cubs are in the news because Naples, Florida, Davy Mac is trying to pull them out of Arizona and give them a new home in Florida. Uh, if you had a major league team, would you rather be in Arizona or Florida? Arizona. Uh, I Give me reasons. I, I respect um, Arizona had a great uh, baseball uh, college team. In addition to that, more and more major league clubs are going to Arizona because Florida's <laughs> weather is really shitty. And that's why Arizona's getting a lot of but teams Florida's for spring Florida's weather is not shitty during spring training. Well, but I, I I know that they it isn't doesn't it usually rain a lot. In no, Florida? not during spring training. Not during spring training. No. Well, you in the flood in the summer months you get uh, tough rain. It, they literally have a rainy season, mm -hmm. like any fucking tropical place. But um, I don't even recall, and I went to plenty of spring training games. Was even season ticket holders for years. Never recall getting a a game rained out. Mm -hmm. Has more to do with these uh, towns. Actually, building unbelievable facilities. Yeah, but um, at one time Arizona was almost out of the picture, and Florida let them battle it. Betway. Remember in the mid nineties? Yeah, there was only like seven or eight teams left in Arizona, and now I think it's just about neck and neck. Yeah, now a lot of teams are migrating to Arizona. I, I don't know if it's just for a different scenery or what, but it seems like I really come, Florida I, stale. I think it, it comes down to what kind of facilities are you ready to build me. Uh, the Cubs would be a real get for Florida, though. Chicago's got a great fan base, and there's already a lot of Midwestern people who live in Florida. Yeah, and, you know, you do have still the Yankees are in Florida, and so, you know. Yankees are in Tampa. You've never been there, Dave? No, never been to Florida, period. Let, let me, I, I don't even know how to speak to that. <laughs> but for you to go to Yankee spring training games, you'd be in heaven. I think so. I would love to see them on a smaller, it's like a minor league uh, stadium facility kind of. Yeah, it's actually too nice to be the way it used to. It used to be you could walk right through the training. That, <laughs> that You could just walk over and guys are taking ground balls and you'd be standing right next to them. Right. I'd love to do that. You know, I actually, uh, when the Mets opened that city field, they had a practice that you were allowed to go to. And that was pretty cool. And that, that wasn't even the game. It was just to, you could walk around the stadium and watch a team practice. I still think I'd go Grapefruit League. There's something better about the name Grapefruit League than anything else. And the traditions. You know, the Yankees have been in Florida for, you know, over 100 Dodger years. Dodgertown. Dodgertown is uh, a gorgeous Very place. Very famous. Mets, of course, in Port St. Lucie. Yeah. Uh, Phillies in Clearwater. And then Orlando's got, I think, like three or four in there. Uh, Reds are in uh, Plant City. So you're saying some of the better franchises. Yeah, I guess, you know, if you want the, the good old school franchise. I know, you Florida. like Devil Ray Ball, and that's what you mainly show up for. <laughs> Could you imagine being a Devil Ray? I guess we're just going to stay in Florida, <laughs> no matter what happens. We'll travel five miles from here. They should have to go up north. Here is, um, well, you know, in the old days, they actually used to get off the train and play all the way back up north. They used to play their way wow. back to New York City. Yeah. You'd hear about having, you know, the early games would be Babe done. Babe Ruth always used to barnstorm. Um, here's a Shogun in Arizona, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Is uh, DIC241 still relevant? Uh, I'm going to give it to you. Sure, why not? Face! Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I actually moved from Boston to Arizona about uh, four months ago, and uh, everybody I run into down here is either from Chicago or Wisconsin, it just seems to be like 
ton of people move down here from from the Midwest. They really don't run into a lot of people from the East Coast anymore. Hmm. So it's really all about those Midwestern people it, who've gotten uh, out. It, it's like sort of like the Florida for the Midwest and Canada. It's it's a strange place. Everybody, if, you know, certain people from here, but I run into a ton of people from Chicago and Wisconsin and California. It's really a, uh, a strange... Are you going to uh, be going to any people. spring training games this year? Uh, I just moved here in September. I really want to try to make it out to a couple of uh, Cubs spring training games because uh, everybody says it's great. And the the weather is it is beautiful when it hits that time of year for spring training. It really is a beautiful place to be. All right, keep us updated, all right, my friend? Awesome, buddy. Thanks, Ronnie B. It's great talking to you, Peace. Pal. Yeah, I would hate that. It would be tough to lose the Cubs. It would be tough for Arizona to lose the Cubs. And... Uh, Naples, and they say that that organization brings like $52 million a wow. year into uh, Arizona every single spring. It's a lot of money. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy huge, amount of money. Huge amount of money. But I'm telling you, I like, I like fucking spring training baseball better than it's just about any other time of the year when I'm down there. It's just fucking fantastic. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, at the Golden Globes last night... Mm. Bill Paxson is being accused of talking uh, about uh, Michael C. Hall and bringing up cancer when Michael C. Hall was announced the winner for Best Actor in a TV Series. Who's accusing him and what did he say? Uh, I believe this was first on Gawker and they're saying if you read his lips when Michael C. Hall's name is being announced that he's saying at the end of his sentence, I got beat by cancer. That like I got beat by I got beat by I can't believe so he, he beat me I got beat by cancer. So he didn't say it. Someone's trying to guess that he read lips. Right. Yeah. He's being accused of mouthing this or saying it at his table, but nobody has any actual audio. Huh. All right. Let's take a look there because uh, Dexter was wearing like the little hat. Now, who would you send it to? His daughter. He was sitting next to his daughter all night. Michael C. Hall. All right, there it is. We're going to be looking for Bill Paxton. Watch his lips. I can't believe he beat me. I got beat by cancer. <laughs> I'm not seeing. <laughs> no, he didn't say it. I don't think he said it. He doesn't have a C coming out of his mouth. But even if he said that to his friend, uh -huh. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think it's worse if you act like um, it's almost like you. And the way he laughed after, even if he did say it, maybe he was saying it as a joke because he can't sit around and act like, you know, winning the Golden Globe for the Cable Award is all that big a deal. <laughs> I, but I, I think it's OK. You know, I, I it's one thing if some if like Dave were to say something about the boss, right? Uh huh. And he said it to me. That's a lot different than if he said it on the air. If he said it on the air, the boss should go looking for him. If he said it to me, and somebody was standing outside the door and listening, that would be wrong of the boss to bring it up. I think you're allowed to have private conversations uh, in the world. But he is on a nationally televised uh, award ceremony here. And we still can't even decide whether he said it or not watching it. Right. But I know that you believe Gawker 
can say it, but to have people lip uh, read something someone was saying to their friend, no, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah, you you just don't know. I mean, he it almost looked like he said sir, but not cancer. Or what if he even said, I'm very happy for him. He has cancer. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm really happy he got it this. He's got cancer. And I don't think there's anything wrong by going, wait, I'm going to get beat by the, by the guy that has cancer. I don't think that's wrong to say. I think it's kind of funny. I got beat by cancer if he said it. Especially when he's next to his daughter. <laughs> um, here is Brad, New Mexico. Hey, I think he was saying I got beat by Dexter, not I got beat by cancer. I mean, he's playing this religious guy on TV, and I think he's meaning, hey, I got beat by a serial killer. I got beat by Dexter. I think he does cancer. say Dexter. He, I don't even fuck I which one he said. <laughs> I think he should be able to say either one that he wants to. And if it's too hard to tell, I don't understand why Gawker is lip reading. But you have to know that if you're in that room on that floor, there's a chance you're going to be on TV if he's saying cancer. So you're telling me I'm wrong. That we don't have a right to tell each other what we fucking think. That somehow we should all be watched at all fucking times. All right. So we're not allowed to make offhand jokes? So you can't make offhand jokes? No. Political correctness. Watch yourself. Big Brother's watching. (laughs) That's crazy. uh, No, I want to. I want to go along with Fez on this one. Uh, no, I, I don't think you can do that because then no one's going to be allowed to talk to one another. And what's wrong with that when, when you thought it was funny when Ricky Gervais brought up the guy who had fucking alcoholism or the guy who got divorced from his wife? It's just a fucking stupid Golden Globe situation. <laughs> the fucking, the awards themselves are just batshit insane. They're fucking nutty. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez, Josh, you're on a Fez. Hey, Roddy B, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Um, so I saw last night that there was a blogger, or Sunday that there was a blogger for the New York Times, and uh, I guess walking down the red carpet, you said something about Michael C. Hall wearing that skull cap, mm-hmm. saying he doesn't know if he's playing uh, a role for Bob Marley or what. But I guess at the time he didn't know about the cancer, and then people got on his case. Yeah, the guy made a mistake and. Really, again, you could wear all kinds of different hats if you have cancer or not wear a hat at all. So I think it's okay to make fun of someone's hat. We can't act like because you're making fun of someone's hat, you're making fun of the fact that the guy has cancer. (laughs) And didn't he already say that this is a treatable part of cancer and he's okay? He's already come out and said, don't worry about me. This is all right. Yeah, it's a very treatable form of lymphoma. So why should we worry? Well, you never know how these things can turn out. Well, then why make that announcement? Why wouldn't his announcement be this? I don't know how these things turn out. He's staying positive. So why don't you stay positive by busting his fucking balls? Yeah, like, I'm sure that if he's staying positive, he would probably be the first one who found Bill Paxton's comment funny. I don't know. I met him. I don't know if he has a good sense of humor. I'm more uncomfortable that he married the girl who is playing his sister. <laughs> and he goes, she's done it all for me. And you're like, but that's your baby sister. <laughs> that is your baby sister. Emails. We constantly get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future brings you... Electronic mail. 
male sense electronically. Uh, this one says, uh, Ron, I'm really concerned over the early sa uh, sales of Earl's books leading to a hefty price increase. I got a call over the weekend from Earl. He wakes me up. He says to me that Blurb has asked him to go to $82 to sell his picture book, <laughs> but he's battled it down to $52. <laughs> time after time, I'm asking him what Blurb's cut out of this is, and I can't get <laughs> an honest answer. I don't know what's going on with, with Earl's picture book. They must not be getting a lot if they want the price well, increase raised so much. I think the person who sets the price increase is Earl. And I don't think he understood how much you're paying per book. <laughs> All right, go over to the front page of that and look at new releases and see... Uh, some of the other books on blurb.com yeah that they sell on blurb.com but they're selling people's vacations <laughs> <laughs> this is real oh yeah <laughs> wedding photo journalism <laughs> food oh food a week 2009 photography with a swordfish on the cover yeah so when you hit that you'll see other people's stuff so earl really needed to set his price and i think he Put out there as an original price what Blurb wanted for it. What their price would be. And didn't count in Earl at all. But I'm not getting that from him. Because <laughs> he um, hasn't brought it up at all. Well, this is, basi Mike, this is basically Earl's vacation book, too. It's the pictures from his year off. Mike in Michigan, you're on my Fez. Hey, what happened to Fez's crutch jar this week? What I want to do is have you guys set up a a production meeting before the show and say, what did we say we would be doing last week mm. and how will we do it? Because obviously we're not staying with the stuff. But if you guys get a little time before the show every day, mm -hmm. it'd be great to see you lined up in that. Um, here's uh, Chris Sherman Fez. Hey, according to Larry David, Dexter has the good cancer, so I get, we can all make jokes about him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not following the Dexter cancer all that well. Eric in California, you're on Ron Fez. I just got a, a question about it. I want to call Bravo Sierra on Gawker. I was checking out that video, and ASL is my second language, and lip reading is not an exact science because there's, there's inflection from the lips, jaw movement. It gets misinterpreted a lot unless someone knows you very well. You can't see that. You can't tell what he's saying just purely based upon that. I mean, does the video show his face, you know, squared up to the camera? Or is he leaning towards his buddy? Uh, the only video I saw is he's leaning over towards his buddy looking down. That's the only shot we have. Well, then you, you can't. Gawker's just talking out their ass. They got nothing going for them. Well, Gawker is not a news shit. site. Fez went to a, uh, basically a stir up shit site and then quoted them and then started saying that the actor needs to watch himself and what he says in public <laughs> even to his own friends um, emails more emails this one says dear Ron I want you to let 
the, you know, that old bag of toenails was cheaper than you thought last Christmas. Uh, the watch thing is on sale for twenty two ninety nine, and the headphones are there for like ten bucks. Maybe next year you can get him a new clipper and a box of Ziploc bags. Fez does not have to buy me anything nice for Christmas. And obviously this year was no different. But I don't even know where the watch thing is. Um, this one says, uh, <coughs> do you hate the new Yankee hats? Their terrible tradition has been sacrificed for money. <coughs> Have you seen these, Dave? Yeah, they're batting practice hats. They're not going to be in-game hats. The Yankees have always had, you know, will we'll have different kind of hats, uniforms in batting practice like any other team. But it's it's about, they're not going to change their actual hats for games. So you have no problems with batting? Uh, I don't care what they wear. They can wear rainbows for all I care in batting practice. And why do they why do they change out of their hat? To keep it from being sweaty? To sell more hats. Thank you. Uh, this one says, hey, Ron and Fez, my name is Chris. I'm 23. I live in Boston. I'm applying to graduate schools in different cities. Um... Leaving the quality of the school out, what city would you move to, all other things being equal? This is a huge decision. Likely to be spending the next five, ten years living in this decision. Let's go uh, leave in, in the city based on this decision. So let's go over this. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Chapel Hill. Montreal. Bloomington. Columbus. Seattle. Austin. Pittsburgh, Stores, Connecticut, and Amherst, Mass. Where would you live? Uh, Hicks, did one of those cities jump out at you? I think it'd be a, the big choice between Seattle and Austin, because they both seem like cool fucking cities. I've never been there before. You get to pick one. Austin, fuck it. I like the weather better down there. I go hey. with Seattle. Hold on, before you do this, he's not going in 1992. <laughs> it's still a thriving music spot. Hmm. Still is. Fezzy? I think Montreal. Go international with this decision. Live out of the country for a few years. What's your problem there, Hicks? Isn't that the French part of Canada? Yeah. Oh, fuck that shit. He doesn't want to have to learn a language. Uh, I'm going to go along with one of you. I'm going to go with Fez Watley. Pick Montreal. Beautiful French women up there. Great music scene. And uh, cool clubs. Do something a little different in your life. Uh, this one says, Ryan, I know you're a big fan of Steve Carlton. I have a game-used Steve Carlton bat that I wouldn't mind trading you some Ron and Fez garb for. I have no certificate of authenticity, but the bat was handed to me by Steve Carlton himself when I was a kid. You have my word. Um, here's the problem with me. I could give two fucks about owning anything like this. <laughs> you could have... Seriously... You could give him his Cy Young Award. It fuck would end up in my closet with everything else. So I'm going to give you some Ron and Fez stuff just for saying. But take the bat and throw it in the trash. Because <laughs> I threw Fez's Christmas present in the trash this year. And anybody that gives me collectibles, I throw them in the trash. I don't give a fuck about them. Not a thing guy. Not a thing guy. I also find it weird when like the memorabilia doesn't quite match up. Like Steve Carlton was a pitcher, so if you had a glove or a ball, but I wouldn't a bat. He's not known to be a hitter. But he's saying I want to trade for a bat. Who wouldn't want the bat? If you were a collector, I'm not a collector. I really don't fucking care. I just the memorabilia should match up. You wouldn't want like a basketball signed by Mike Tyson. Wouldn't make any sense. I would take that. I'd take it in Mike Tyson basketball. 
By the way, did you see how crazy he was the other night at the <laughs> Golden Globes? Yeah. I love that man. Uh, this one says, Dear Ron and Fez, could MTV do a reality show with all black people living out of a house in Harlem? Face it, that stupid Jersey Shore thing is racist. Uh, MTV has done the black dating shows with the girls with the black, uh, big fat black ass, uh, asses start to scratch each other with fake nails. <laughs> so uh, I think black people have to put up with that as well. MTV has always put up stereotypes. Real World 2 was inhabited by Dominic, the Irish guy likes to drink a lot. And let's face something. Uh, if you look over at this Jersey Shore thing and find the people that find it to be funny, they're only the people who are finally looking for someone to feel superior to. <laughs> it's almost a fucking thing of, I need someone... I can laugh at and not feel like it's going to come back to me. <laughs> I like the show. It seems like every day there's someone getting arrested. How long can this show last? Two more episodes on uh, this Thursday, and then the show closes down. But I was thinking about taking a trip to Seaside to see the uh, house. Well, why don't you go down there? I am. Um, I've already done my Bruce Springsteen tour of Freehold and Asbury, so I'm looking for another New Jersey destination. That I could do. I always thought that I saw your house in that fucking <laughs> Jersey Shore thing. <laughs> we don't have an Italian flag on our house. Uh, Ronnie, my favorite bit is make Dave laugh. Can we bring that back soon? I will let you know something exciting. Over the weekend, I've taken Make Me Laugh up a notch. And it's now going to be called Make Me Laugh While Drinking. So the person has to keep drinking, <laughs> and then you make them laugh. That's hard. And I was able to uh, get the coffee flowing. <laughs> Did they spit it out? Spit it out oh. or chuckle it all over their face. That could lead to burn problems. Uh, this one says, Dear Ron, I guess this means you take a, a load off your feet, Fuzzy, and sit down for a second. Avatar is being criticized as being racist because it portrays white people as destroying cultures to exploit their resources and then oppress people. Uh, Manhattan was Indian Indian land. When's the last time you saw one? But how many Starbucks will you pass on your way home? It amazes me that when you cross an African with an Indian, paint them blue, tell the actual story, then white people take offense to their own history. In case I don't see you, happy Columbus Day. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have any problem with that part of the story. And I don't think it's just a matter of white people. I think any people that have the technology and are on the strong side are not going to go along with the smaller cultures are there. Now, so far... In the history of the world, white people are the ones that we know that have the technology first. We can't help it. We're incredibly bright. We come up with shit. We put motherfuckers on the moon. Crafty. Look up on the moon. You see any old Chinaman fucking shoes no. there? How about in an African? I mean, they tell us uh, that life started in Africa. You should have got to the moon first then. You had a big fucking head start on us. Why would they dicking around with the pyramids? There's a big fucking thing in the sky they could have been doing. 
Wheel in the sky keep on uh, turning. I think Journey put it best. So, yeah, white people have done this. And it, they don't do it out of meanness. They do it over, we're so fucking busy, we're trying to build roads and bridges and cure people of polio. <laughs> we're and in a fucking hurry to fix the world. <laughs> now, would you like some franchise chicken? Because we got plenty of it. We got to move. <laughs> I saw a thing, I guess it was on... It was done on McDonald's, and there's McDonald's in China now. And these Chinese people were driving through the drive-thru at McDonald's, mm -hmm. getting their food, going into the parking lot, and then taking their food inside and sitting down. <laughs> this is how they don't understand how a drive-thru works. And then they were showing... What you could fucking eat if you didn't go to McDonald's and you go next door and it was alive like fucking starfish on a stick. <laughs> and it was like fucking seahorses. Uh, you can eat a bunch of live seahorses if you don't want a burger. <laughs> I mean, as much as I'd be a bitch about bur a fucking Burger King and McDonald's, I'd be eating the shit over that if I was stuck with these people. And knowing how to use drive through properly. Ray Kroc was a white man, too. Well, he didn't even start McDonald's, though, did he? They should just put that on the marquee. Our food isn't still moving. Sometimes it is, though, Fez. Sometimes it is. Davey Mack, what's on your mind today? Oh, my God, so much. Things um, are bothering you? Yeah. Uh, I was uh, made fun of um, by my wife because uh, she looked at the search history, mm -hmm. and she found that I clicked on this website, uh, Seven Ways to Improve as a Lover. And it's always, I get very ashamed that I click on these things, but it's always, AOL always has these fucking, like, little links. Yeah, but they're not real. It's not like you're, there's so many places that you could go and learn stuff from knowledgeable people. Right. talk to people. Th those click-on links are just to keep you going. I know, and they, they don't provide great information, um... But they're just, it's one of the things that I, I don't know why the search history has to be on the, uh, on the internet. It kills me. But I just realized that I click on just embarrassing links like that, you know, all the time. Mm. I click on, um, uh, uh, you know, male moisturizer quite a bit and stuff. And then the search history. You'll click on whatever they give you. Yeah, I'll click on whatever they give me. And it's I, usually uh, like aimed, I think, at females. I think I can honestly say this. I've never clicked a pop-up thing unless it was a mistake. I never think to myself, oh, I'm getting some news. Wait a minute, what's this product? This could be great for me. I always click on those for some reason because they always seem like they have something to teach me. You know, I hate any time that you, kind of pill. you fucking take any kind of test or vote or whatever. I love those. Like, These are just bullshit. <laughs> These are just... Well, your work shows up that you're a time waster when you're on the fucking computer. <laughs> no. You don't know what you're doing. No, it's not my fault. I mean, they, they, they have so many. And then, yeah, you're right about the polls. I always want to see the results. So I have to... I'm forced to vote, either the, even though I don't care, just to see, like, you know, which Olsen sister do I like better? I saw the poll the other day on the uh, Lindsay Lohan, should she have had a miniskirt with a hood? Yeah. Um, and I'm like... I'd like to see what people thought, but that means I have to vote. But I'm like, <laughs> that's what I do. Am I going to vote just to see what I can see? What people and that's thought? really embarrassing because my wife then goes on the computer, sees the history, and she's like, "You were like, for instance, I'll always click on celebrities without makeup. 
I don't right. know why, but I, I need to see like what Jennifer Aniston looked like, you know, walking her dog in the morning. I go to the one that they call all grown up. Oh, where right. it's old sitcom stars, and I, you see what they look like now. I go to that one all the time. And this is just what the entire thing is, or <clears throat> I the entire site, or they pop in somewhere else? I think it's part of TMZ, all grown up. TMZ does, and AOL has one. But, but AOL links to the TMZ yeah. one. Yep. And you get, you, know, you get to see what Cousin Oliver looks like as an older man. And you're like, fuck, he really did grow up. It's, that's embarrassing to click on just because of the phrase, all growed up. But I have to do it. You know, I always have to do it. Let's uh, break here, come back, and uh, wrapped up the show. It's Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez, on XM Radio. Grow, 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 grow your hands up in the air. Here's how it works. The president makes decisions. He's the decider. The press secretary announces those decisions. And you people of the press type those decisions down. Make, announce, type. Just put them through a spell check and go home. Eight six six runs your fez. Eight six six runs your fez. Fez, you were just telling me during the commercial something as you furious. Yeah. Even, you can't even see straight right now. Oscar Mayer is going to scrap their jingles and come up with a new ad campaign. They have two of the best jingles of all time in their hundred-year history of selling hot dogs and bologna. Maybe they're going for a third one. I just think when you have something that's perfect, why screw with it like that? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'd have to see the new thing first, but I don't, do, do little kids even know the Oscar Mayer jingles? Most of these happened 35, 40 years ago, right? I would think they would know the My Baloney Has a First Name. But how old is that song? That song, I think that came out in the 70s. Yeah. So that's like, why, uh, say, Elton John, why, you, why wouldn't you just sing Benny of the Jets 15 times and then that's <laughs> the end of the concert? Uh, I don't know if um, the Oscar Mayer stuff and the jingles and all that, it, it plays the kids. I think it really is more of a matter of when you grew up. Not even sure how many uh, you know kids are into 
Oscar Mayer hot dogs, period. So I think they're trying to probably target for a more adult audience. And their new slogan is, it doesn't get better than this. That's their new slogan. Simply the best. <laughs> now, I do have to agree with Fez that it doesn't get better than this. It's not a good slogan. We haven't heard the song yet, though, have we? <laughs> no. Doesn't get better than this. <laughs> eating bologna, eating hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to tell them how to run their business. I don't know what they do over there. I just always hate it when it's like NBA, for instance, always change their slogans. But they, you know, they in the 80s, they, NBA, it's fantastic. And you were like, that is so great. And then they changed it to, I love this game. And now no, I don't but even here's know the thing is. with this as much, you say that you like the hot dogs, right, Fez? Right. How many hot dogs of Oscar Mayer brand did you buy last year? Oh, none. None. <laughs> so you're not a customer. No. And you're not going to be a customer. No, I'm not. I don't buy their hot dogs. No, I don't. Well, wouldn't you think they would want to try something new to get people to buy their hot dogs? Or, and or bologna. I mean, it, it would have to start and think to them, like, all right, people know our jingle, but does that help us at all? At all? Uh, I had read this thing before that when... Um, Coca-Cola did that. I like to uh, teach the world to sing, mm -hmm. which has be kind of become the number one jingle of all time. Uh, and I think it even went on to become a number one song, didn't it? Or at uh, yeah. least the big song on the radio. Pretty sure, yeah. Do you know how much their, their fucking Coke sales spiked? No. Not at all. Because <gasps> they weren't saying I like to teach the world to buy Coke. It was just a really nice song. Huh. It tied in. But there was no spike for that whatsoever so yes it could have achieved as a song uh but it really did not fucking get over to move coca-cola uh bob you're on my face hey gentlemen i think the decline of the hot dog has is synonymous with the decline of baseball since they cornered that market do they have a chance to corner football market or somebody else already done that um no, there isn't any one straight football food. As a matter of fact, uh, baseball was all about buying food at the stadium. Football is more about cooking your own food right. before you go in. Yeah. And even in terms of Super Bowl parties, which I believe people probably overeat more than on Thanksgiving. I think that you'll get more food on Thanksgiving, on on Super Bowl Sunday than you will on Thanksgiving but there is no one type of food that goes with the Super Bowl party nor will you say I can't believe that I went to the Super Bowl party and they didn't have guacamole right. you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. you won't be disappointed by what they have and what they don't have at a fucking Super Bowl party. But it is the one meal where it's like, what are you having? Pizza? And what else? Any other game or night, pizza would be fine by itself. It's a, It just falls to side dish categories at the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a lot to be said on that. No matter what you get, you kind of I order a little pizza. Super Bowl was like about sandwiches, like ho hoagie, sub, whatever. You can say that, but you don't think a lot of people like to do ribs and barbecue, and we did it even in the snow. I mean, I've eaten all kinds of fucking foods See, I think, at a Super Bowl party. I think Dave is falling into the giant six-foot sub 
uh, oh, yes. tradition of yes. a Super Bowl. Where I, That's it, why. It's fun to look at, but how fun is it really? Oh, I love it. You, know, you just keep going back and back. It's kind of fun to know that you finish six feet full <laughs> yeah. of sandwich. That's probably why I am thinking of it. So I always thought Super Bowl sandwich. It can go, but I don't think you want to limit it. People are going much higher now. Huh. And the... Um, you know, a couple of years ago, when we did our own Super Bowl party, I was walking through Manhattan, and everybody is walking down the street with a covered dish, going somewhere else. <laughs> but people, it is one of the things I'm bringing something to, you know? Oh, yeah. Where you show up at someone's house, and you'll have dessert, because you do need dessert on that day. What kind? Depends. It's wide open. It's a wide open situation. Oh. Now, I do agree with you, though, Dave. You want to keep it. As finger food oh, yeah. as possible. Uh, Dan in Florida, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, um, I sell food for a living. Yeah, I know you got two radio shows. Um, anyway, uh, wings, I would have to say uh, pretty much the pricing spikes on wings more during football season and especially during the Super Bowl than any other time of the year. You don't see a price increase on hot dogs. Uh, for World Series, so I think wings are synonymous with football. They are, uh, and they they do well, but most people don't like to sit around and cook their own wings. So, and not everybody's close to a wing fucking place. Hmm. Now, see, I go a little different than you guys. I like the Super Bowl food to match the teams that play, and I will look into now uh, who's playing. Now, for me. It would be a dream come true if New Orleans makes the Super Bowl <laughs> based on that. Yeah, I mean, that's a wide variety, too. You could basically eat anything. You can eat a lot of great food. <laughs> Where if Minnesota makes it, oh, i got to start dogs? scrambling. I don't even know. If it's Minnesota what versus the Colts, I'm in a lot of fucking trouble. Because well, that's two kind of bad food towns. Aren't they like Scandinavian, so you'd be eating that kind of shit? Yeah, I want to eat really old fish. <laughs> Yeah, and the Colts, I don't know what Indianapolis is famous for. Um, well, we had to deal with this a couple years ago, yeah. and it was some kind of a, a corn thing <laughs> popped up. It was tough. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie to you about it. Uh, Mark in Ohio, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Hey. Uh, I got a late-breaking Ichiban here. Uh, Buffalo Bills finally hired a head coach. They're going with Chan Gailey, former Dallas Cowboys and Georgia Tech coach. And it looks like another uh, losing season coming yep. up for Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo's yeah. on their way. Congratulations, Enjoy. Buffalo. Spared no expense there. Keep it going. Idiots. Uh, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Sean from Albany. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, well, first off, with, Minnesota, with Minneapolis, you can always go with uh, the Juicy Lucy, which is a cheeseburger that's got two patties with the cheese melted between it. No, so I'm interested. Like a, like a stuffed burger. No, I'm interested. Uh, but I've always associated the Super Bowl with like bar food kind of food, like the wings, the cheese sticks, the pizza roll kind of things. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. Again, finger foods are very big. Uh, the only problem I would have with straight pizza, as Fez likes, or straight sandwich, as Dave likes, is it gets a little dull. It gets a little boring. And I think you got to keep mixing it up the whole time if you want to have a great Super Bowl party. Now, if you want to sit there and eat by yourself, like, you know, all right, eat whatever. But that's the beauty of it. You're not pushed into any one food. Hmm. Uh, Andrew, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. I work for a company that sells pizza crust, and Super Bowl is far and wide the biggest holiday of the year for uh, for pizza because 
people just like to make their own pizza and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. Do you think more people are making them or having them delivered on that day? Well, we sell the the kind that you can make at home. You know, you make your own pizza. So it's, we probably sell like 10 times the amount that week than we sell on a normal week. I do think it's become a big, I think it's become our biggest food day of the year. Wow. And I don't think that you're going to find anybody on Super Bowl Sunday who's like watching what they eat. I think even if you are, you're like, I'm taking today off for this. <laughs> I, I'm going to fucking enjoy myself. Um, here's Pat in Minnesota. You're on Fez. Hey, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. you got to go with a fried walleye sandwich. Very good. Oh. Egg sandwich. Uh, I'm going to have a tough time finding walleye in this part of the country. Walleye, you normally have to catch fresh. You know, it's a lake fish. Uh-huh. You don't find a lot of lake fishes in your fucking supermarket. No. They go straight uh, ocean. Uh, Daniel in Texas, you're on Uh Yeah, we like to do the variety trays. You know, vegetable trays, meat trays, cheese and cracker trays, as many different dips and salsas and chips as we can get and just spread it around. Um, Fuzzy, I just found out, you know who uh, just called my house? Who's that? BL. Really? Do your BL impression. I oh, have you so stupid, Ronnie. I tell you what, Ronnie. I want you to get me on the big bird. Get me on up there on the big bird, Ronnie. She called thinking, and she called my house, not here, uh, thinking that I had called her house doing a funny voice. <laughs> now, the last time I saw her was Fez's, um, she used to do uh, the show with us in Florida. I had her and Lynn come in the day of Fez's heart attack many years ago and then the callers ramoned her for two hours. <laughs> Ramon! Tell these sluts to get off the air. And that went on and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. I just let it go like that. <laughs> Fuck you all. I know it good. Um, here is uh, Richard. Richard, you're on Fez. Hey, the quote to Owens, I'm going to get my popcorn ready. Uh, yeah, I think you do have to have a little bit of popcorn for a football game. It's a necessity. I don't watch it for any it's other sport. It's entertainment food, popcorn eat, is. Do you sit want eat popcorn and watch a uh, basketball game? I mm. never do. No, but I do get popcorn at a game, basketball game. Too salty. You see a lot of celebs, though, at like Knicks game. They always have the popcorn. Like mm. You see like Woody Allen eating the popcorn. I haven't seen that. Uh, Candace in Texas, you're on first. Hi, guys. Yeah. Uh, I was just calling to say that the Super Bowl is the biggest consumption day of the year. I think that you're correct. I really do. I think it's bypassed everything else. And I hope we never get down to a definitive food. I hope that Dave can want sandwiches, Fez can want pizza, and we order them both. Yeah, that would that's nice. That's, that's a good what compromise. I want. I want a variety of even if you're gonna have bad foods, a variety. So just know uh, today's the uh, Super Bowl chicken. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I I want to keep it wide open. And for a person like myself who wants to make it a special day and honor the teams that showed up, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to hopefully not look into Minnesota versus Indianapolis food, <laughs> but if I do, I shall. I will make sure I honor those two cities. If you have Jet Saints, forget it. It's over. That's almost a reason to. Guess what I'll be be hearing? 
Saints fans, Saints fans, <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> now, Earl said he was, uh, is talking with someone who wants to publicize his book uh, and called me to make sure that the Ron Fez show is not left out of it. But there may be a b big book signing. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Like a bar or, I mean, a bookstore? Or? Uh, I also have another good, uh, because I was with Barb the other day, uh, and she and Earl hung out a little bit. Yeah. After uh, 88 passed away. Right. Uh, Earl went in for the kiss a couple oh. times. Oh, my God. Nice. She half-lipped him. I, I almost want to disinvite Barb to my house if... Uh, no, she fought him off. She okay. did what well, you know. She fought like a champ. But uh, sounds like a scene from The Accused. Yeah, I don't think he gave it a proper amount of time. <laughs> no, he certainly didn't. No, nope. he doesn't really have like feelings that that yeah. most people do. It's uh, odd. Yeah, he's not a regular person. He's not a regular person at all. I guess he was excited. His book just went to eighty-two dollars retail. No, that's wrong, Fizz. It's 51. 51. Uh, Chris and PA, you're on my Fizz. When it, uh, lately, last few years, we've been frying up a turkey on uh, Super Bowl. Deep fry. The foods we have, but the why? turkey is just something we started, and it's great. We have it once a year. It's awesome. What, what is your why with that? Because you already have turkey for Thanksgiving. Why would you then make another holiday with turkey of all the but foods? But deep frying is fun. For a man to deep fry, you have turkey. a ball with it. I know, but it's still turkey. I mean, You're that's... dropping it in Greece. It's very exciting. And uh, do they have little, like, chocolate eggs on Super Bowl, too? Is that their fucking joke? Wow, have you really turned on turkey in a big way? I never expected this. Uh, Frazier in Florida, you're on Fez. Hey, guys, I got to agree with you, Ron, about definitely Super Bowl Sunday being the biggest consumption day. Because mm -hmm. I know this will be our fifth annual Frazier Super Bowl party, and every year it goes up. Like, this year's probably going to run us ten grand to throw a party. But no, why why is it going to be ten grand? Oh, because we literally have, let's see, last year was 110 people. This year, probably looking at about 150 people coming over. And it's just we supply everything. And half that budget will go towards nothing but booze. Now, so don't forget the booze part of the equation. Well, here's one of the problems on the alcohol thing. If a guy like Dave or Pepper would normally watch the games drinking beer, do you suddenly want to bring hard alcohol into it when they don't know how to pace themselves over a football game? Or would they be better off drinking beer? Beer. Davey Mac. Beer. Beer. I only, I only, plus, I want to remember the game. And exactly. Hard, hard liquor definitely will wipe you me out. You don't want to turn the Super Bowl party into a, a, a fucking New Year's Eve nightmare when people who aren't used to drinking hard liquor drink it. Now, if you're a hard liquor drinker, then by all means, drink your hard liquor during the game. But don't turn it into throwing up on the floor and then I don't want to hear the excuse later that that tequila just jumped on me. <laughs> you know, don't fucking come here and try it fresh. You leave it at beer and here's another reason. It's you're going to be involved in the game. You're going to either if you, even if you just have money on it, you're going to either get excited or really depressed. Leave the liquor out of it. Well, you don't even have to have money on it. The Super Bowl is about that game. Yeah, it's fun to watch the and game. And picking the winner feels good. You don't, I mean, obviously a lot of people like to bet, but you don't have to do that. 
Plus, I think beer goes better with all these foods we're talking about. I mean, beer and pizza, beer and a hoagie, whatever. That that makes more sense. I mean, what are you going to drink wine or, or 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 fucking Jack Daniels? Jack Daniels doesn't go with pizza. I have a screwdriver. What's wrong with that? That doesn't go with pizza. That doesn't yeah, go with does. a hoagie. That would be up to each person. Not a fucking. Not everybody has to do it. Hicks, I would have no problem sitting there drinking hard. Uh, orange juice and but pizza. I, I don't want fucking Sam from the Sam and Dave show doing fucking shots well, on Super Bowl Sunday because he doesn't him. know how that fucking handle it. Yeah, yeah, I told him. Don't do it. I'm going to put on wrestling out of the room for him. I'm going to Foundry Music <laughs> Jeff his ass if he tries to do that. What exactly is that? I'll I'll, I'll, t I'll, I'll put Sam on a mandatory hiatus. Uh, Mike, New York, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up? Uh, I wanted to add one thing. If the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl, you got to try yourself the Goober Burger. It's the St. Paul, Minnesota classic. Cheeseburger with mayonnaise. And peanut butter. I will look into whatever the Minnesota... They have to make it first. But you, you have my word. I will look for the finest foods from that area to make sure I eat that day. Don't they also have an Asian population in Minnesota? I don't or am mean, I just thinking I of that one scene from Fargo? I don't want to cheat them. <laughs> I don't well, want to say that. They, they I don't want to some... cheat their natural cuisine by saying, Oh, and then also a guy who moved there from France. <laughs> Uh, Robert, North Carolina, Yarmouth Fez. Hey, gentlemen, uh, this talk of booze brings up my, the one downside to Super Bowl Sunday is all the drinking you do, and then you got to go to work on Monday. Yeah, I want to start a movement to Super Bowl Saturday or uh, federal holiday on a Monday, Hangover Absolutely. Monday, so we have a whole day to get get over football being over. We should have a Monday year. off. What the fuck are they thinking? Well, we got President's Day in February already, but um, it up. I have no. The one good thing that. If you are drunk, the game is over by you know nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night. Yeah, but you're it's not, not like stop. you're out all night. You're gonna, especially if your team wins. They, if your you're team gonna wins, be taking it to the yeah. streets. Like I, you know, I I know what they it did, feels like. To they have did a that team piece that on Nolans. Yeah, and they're pretty much letting the kids out of Monday school now, when the team has an away game. Uh, because everybody shows up and parties out there. I remember when the Giants won in '86. We got the next day off. I'm talking every fucking game. Holy shit! Every game there's an away game. They have a party that looks like the Giants <laughs> came home with the Super Bowl <laughs> trophy. Those are awesome. Yeah, they're going from the fucking airport in, and I, I seriously that Jesus that town's Christ. been through a lot. Oh yeah. If I'm you had to pick. One team now, not just the team that you think is going to win, but any team that you feel something towards, who would you pick? Heartstrings are with the Nolans. I Nolan love State. that Drew Brees. Says Watley. Love uh, it. I'm going to go with the Jets now. Oh my! Based on based on the the rookie coach, the rookie quarterback, based on their story, I'm going with the. I would go with the Jets. Oh, those poor jinxy bastards! <laughs> I feel so bad for them. They were doing so well till you uh, jumped on. Hicks, who would you go with? Give me Favre and the Vikings. Love Favre. Favre sure would be a great one. And I'm going to eat a goober doober or whatever the fuck these things are called. Uh, Mike, in Atlanta, you're on Fez. Hey, what we start doing on uh, Super Bowls, we brine a pig the night before, and then we do a pig pull. Um, where you, you have the whole hog, you have a whole hog that you grill throughout the day, and then you cool. have it set up, and you walk up with tongs and just pull off what meat you want. Um, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I might hang out with you guys. Dan in Toronto, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, would it be too ambitious to try to give a nod to every team in your Super Bowl spread? That would be 
fun, but you'd have to have a lot of people there. You're going to have to have a dish. They can each be a, a component of a dish. You got your you know, Green Bay cheese on your nachos that have Southwest salsa, and there you got your Cardinals and your Packers. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. It starts to go a little too far, but I like what you're doing. <laughs> Send me pictures. Do this. I don't want to judge. Send me pics. <laughs> Don in California. Here on Runafest. Hey, good morning, boys. Yeah, I work in the Just EMS in, uh, in California, and uh, on Super Bowl Sundays are number one day for domestic violence. It's just not true. It's just absolutely not true. That's one of those urban myths that people keep spreading around. But there, and I, I even repeated it years ago, and then finally I looked it up, and there's just no truth to it at all. First of all, a lot of guys don't even spend the day with their wives, right? And then a lot of wives, this is the day that they're like, I like to host. You know, I can keep cooking food and bringing it out, and then it's fun for me. Yeah, and I'm like. You could be doing that every Sunday. <laughs> and then the girls go like this. I do. And I go, yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> Make that fresh guac, too. <laughs> I like to have a little fresh guac ready to roll at all times. <laughs> all right. Now let's move over to the uh, chicken poppers popcorn. Whoa. Make that fucking Sounds go Sounds delicious. Down. Sounds delicious. And then the tiny meatball sandwiches. Make it into a lovely day. Like you're in the kitchen having a hell of a time. Uh, great. I'm sitting in the other room. I'm enjoying myself. I made dinner for my family last night. Yeah. PB&J's all around. That's nice. Fez came over for the, for the paella. Yeah. He sees that the sun setting and runs out of there. <laughs> uh, let's go over here to Pat. Pat and Phil, you're on Run Fez. Hey, up, guys? Yeah. Uh, the NFL is actually within five years. It's going to extend the Super Bowl over to President's Day weekend so people can stay up late Sunday night. Well, it would be, it would work out, I think, if uh, that could all tie together. I don't know how I feel about this Pro Bowl the week before now. It's either going to be a lot better and be cool or just really even be more annoying, like you feel like you have to watch a Pro Bowl. I'm excited by it. Even if I don't watch the whole game, I'm at least excited to actually tune in for a quarter. I never gave a shit about the Hawaiian yeah, part. I've, I've, I've never cared about the Pro Bowl ever. But this caused everybody in that game now from any of the winning teams, a free trip to Hawaii for their families, which used to be nice. Yeah, I, I'm not going to feel but sorry But it never for those was guys. a good TV. And it still won't be good TV. Right. No, I mean, yeah. But you know what? The, the, it seems like it's something. It, it's, it kicks off the week. It's, yeah, it just feels like, um, sort of feels like uh, how the Home Run Derby kind of kicks off the All-Star thing. Now, when baseball. Jerome Bettis uh, came in here and said he would not watch the Super Bowl on the years that he didn't go. Did you find that hard to believe? No, I didn't. I believe, believe that? that he has a ton of heart, but with that comes a ton of pain when he don't make it. So I believed every word he said. And it was beautiful of him to say everybody loses. Everybody but one team I fucking know. loses. Whether you don't make the playoffs or you lose the championship game. You lost. Yeah, it's true. I love that guy. Well, I was always a big fan of him. I'm going I'm to honor him at my Super Bowl party. What are you going to do? Uh, Buses bagels. What? Have a little bagels nice. shaped like I your own bed is. I didn't know that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I saw you stand up like that. I thought you had something to do. You got a live read, Fez? Yep. Do me a favor. I don't want to end the shows with these in the future. Can we get them out of the way early? Uh, yeah, I will do that. I will make sure. It's Penny Stock Chaser. I want you guys to start doing production meetings before the shows. Figure out how we can move some of the produced pieces along. 
And maybe we're just starting to put you in. If, you're just, if we're just going to do straight live reads, let's just put it in with the other stuff. Penny Stock Chaser. It doesn't they, answer me. They, uh, they have all the information you totally need. Totally ignored. If you're looking to get into the penny stock market, they've got the hot stock alerts. They've got your free email newsletters that come as soon as you sign up for pennystockchaser.com. Submit your email and the newsletters and the information start coming. And for the entire month of January, all members will be entered into a drawing to win 100 shares of Apple computer stock on February 1st. That's $21,000 worth of stock from Apple Computer and Penny Stock Chaser. Com. Here's their latest pick, GDHL. That last week, that penny stock chaser alert. God damn. It rose within two days to 200% of where it started. It went up 200% in two days. That was a penny stock chaser hot stock alert. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. Pennystockchaser.com. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. I've been told that you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. To watch things on TV Satellite